This is Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, episode 46, part 2 of our third year anniversary episode. Uh, my name is Colton, I am the host of this podcast. Uh, hopefully you listen to part 2 uh, before you listen to this episode. Uh, uh, j- j- just in case uh, maybe you're not, I don't know why you would. I, I can't stand watching things out of order myself, but whatever. Um, like I said, this is part two of our third anniversary episode. Uh, on the first part of our episode, uh, we it was basically essentially the normal show. Uh, we had a manga recap of chapter 66. Uh, we had a life lesson segment, uh, an anime manga comparison segment on episode 47. We had an interview with... Uh, uh, Joy of the Joey uh, from Twitter, otherwise known as Niente de Nada around the uh, Gintama fan community. Um, so that was all really fun. And um, usually uh, every once in a while we would have a, uh, a segment where we read uh, emails or comments from people all across different social media uh, every once in a while. But um, uh, this time was kind of different. Um uh, that's actually kind of the reason why I kind of split this episode into two halves, because, uh, as you can tell, uh, the feedback segment this time around, uh, is about two and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, I knew we were going to have a lot of feedback and stuff to go through, but, uh, Holy shit, uh, we had so much more than I thought we were ever going to get, and we spent so much time reading and talking about all the questions and comments that you guys left us, uh, so, so, we spent so much more time talking about this stuff than I thought we would, and that's kind of the biggest reason why I split this episode into two halves, so, yep, uh, this is kind of very unprecedented for our show um usually we would be lucky to maybe get one or two emails maybe like one or two comments on reddit no twitter questions but uh uh that that's that is not the case for uh uh for this segment um so uh i i could go on and on about you know other stuff thanking everybody uh, for the podcast and their uh, contributions and all that, but uh, oh, also by the way, uh, I had King Recon on uh, for uh, for the first half of this episode, and uh, uh, he is obviously still with me for the feedback segment, uh, even though it went on so long. So uh, you know, uh, again, like I talked about in uh, the other half of this episode, uh, he is kind of on a hiatus from YouTube. So if you're you know, missing his content uh, at all, you can still uh, you can listen to him on uh, on part one and uh, part two, the, list, uh, the part you're listening right now. So uh, hopefully, uh, if you got if you guys miss Recon, uh, there's plenty of him in this segment too. We we talk about all sorts of things, um, but uh, you know, as for what we talk about, um, you can just listen to the episode. Um, also, uh, I guess just one more quick thing before we get into things. Um, uh, at some point in the uh, segment, we do start talking about some very, very current manga stuff. And I mean, like, super current manga stuff. Um, like, stuff that has happened, like, this year. So, uh, if you have been kind of, like, reading along the manga with us on the podcast... Um, definitely do not listen to that part of the segment, or if you're just not caught up on the manga in general, 
Uh, especially if you have not read anything past the start of the Shogun Assassination arc, which I think would be chapter 502, uh, definitely do not listen to that segment. Um, I will leave uh, a time code for you guys uh, in the description of the podcast, just so you guys know uh, where to kind of duck out on the rest of the conversation if you are not caught up on the manga. So uh, just thought I'd let you guys know that. I don't want to end up spoiling anybody, uh, especially you, Josh. If you're listening to this, do not listen. Uh, uh, do not listen past that part. All right. Look at that time description in there. You see that time code? Stop listening to the podcast after that. Maybe go listen to the end if you want. Um, I don't know why I singled out Josh specifically, but whatever. <laughs> um, so with that, all that stuff out of the way, um, hope you guys enjoy our longest feedback segment ever. So, guys, um, I didn't think this would happen, but, uh, we got a shit ton of feedback to read. <laughs> uh, apparently, everybody just loves Recon, and his audience is just so much more, uh, responsive than mine. Shame on you guys. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I appreciate, uh, all the stuff we got ahead of time. Uh, this is good. I, I think, I don't think I've had this much feedback probably since the Hijikata episode that I did with Jay. I think we might have actually gotten more than that. God, like, if I if I got, like, at least half of what we got for this episode, every episode, I'd be super happy, but uh, one one miracle at a time, so... Yeah, you heard that, guys. Let's, let's, make it, let's make it happen. Every episode. Even if Recon's not on, I, I, I still would appreciate questions if you have them, so... Um, I guess we can start with Reddit here. Um, let's see, our first question we got is from uh, Kilua times 3 x 3 however you want to pronounce that. He or she wants to know what we think are the best Gintama opening and ending are. What are the best Gintama openings and endings? Yeah, let, let's... Oh, let's, man. I, let, let, let's both pick one. One. Yeah, sure. Okay, do, do, okay, do, uh, well, let's, let's do top three. Let's do top three. Let's do top three. Oh, fine, top three. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay, do, do you want to start or do I want to start? Um, well, do you have an idea of what yours are? I have an idea for my openings. Okay, so I'm just going to go off of memory. So, like, if I had the top... Well, see, because we also got a question for, like, what our favorite openings are, I think. Cause, so, in terms of, like, what I think are the best openings and endings, I, like, I think... To me, personally, I think the wording's a little different. So, okay. if I had to say what I think the best... Let's, let's start with my best endings. I think I have an idea of that. I think the best ending... It might be kind of a cop-out because it's, like, super recent, but, like... I think the best ending the series has had, uh, especially recently, would have to be the current ending for the anime running right now. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that joke is amazing, man. I love that ending in every visually song. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I see. I think that's probably the best ending, like, in memory, because I remember when I first saw that ending in the anime, like, months ago, like, there was so much for me to, like, dig in there, because it's, like, because essentially, if you haven't seen the ending, it's essentially this, like, kind of photo collection of, like, all the characters, like, past and present. Yes. Which is, I think, really, really cool to take a look at. 
So like, I think I think the greatest thing about also the ending is that it it, it was the episode that it aired. Oh oh you yeah, you know like yeah. you you just got out of out of that, mm-hmm. and then and then you enter it, and that's the very first photo you see. Like oh man, dude, my feels. Yeah, that was, was uh, crazy. that was pretty good. Um. I, like I think one of my favorite parts of the ending is where um Gin is holding an old picture of basically what Edo used to look like before the terminal yes. was installed, and then he takes it, it. Then he takes it away, and you see the terminal, and like he he throws the old photo away. And I, I thought like to me that's very symbolic of his character. Definitely, because like as soon as he throws away the photo, Kagura and Shinpachi immediately come by to his side and they kind of and they and they look out to Edo and I think that's super symbolic of Gin trying to basically not throw away his past but kind of like trying to get over his past and you know what happened during the war and all all that stuff yeah my my personal favorite thing in the, in the uh in the ending is whenever it shows what happened to all of the uh the to basically to 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 show his disciples in the um in like the aftermath afterwards where she was like Takasuki put on the bandage and uh and Gintoki was was in prison and 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 it shows like th- those little pictures of them of what happened directly after the war mm-hmm. and and I thought those those photographs were really really nice oh yeah and and especially the Takasugi one man when I saw Takasugi one I, I, that hit me directly in my heart I was like ah. <laughs> Um, I would say, honestly, this might be kind of a cop-out too, I honestly think the best opening is still Prey, opening one. Really? Well, see, I don't know, because I say it's a cop-out, because it might be just nostalgia for me, because, yeah. you know, like, and I, honestly, I think that opening is very iconic, like... Definitely. Like, because, I don't, I don't know, like... But maybe it's also because they used it in uh, during the ending credits of um, Be Forever Yorazuya. Oh my god, dude! I, yo, when that started playing, I almost teared up. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I I, cr- I cried like five times in that movie, but <laughs> I, I almost did it again at the end. God, it's like because <laughs> like you're watching that and you're like, oh my god, all that shit happened. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's a good song. I mean, I don't know. Maybe to others it might sound a little too poppy. I've I've heard that complaint before, but. Honestly, I think there are some visuals in there that, like, are even, like, relevant to now, currently, like, even in the anime and manga, especially with the shot where you have Gin during the war, and then you see present Gin kind of looking back and transitioning to him fighting all those dead corpses and him waking up, like... Beautiful. That has a lot of relevancy to currently in the in the series right now, and that that's all I'll say about that. Definitely. So, so the, is the question favorite or best? Best best all right if if i had to go with with a best ending for me i think when it comes to a a mixture of where they're at in the story the song visually and and how much like that meshes well with 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 with, like i said before with what the anime is covering right there i i think the best ending is 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 samurai heart yeah and ending 17 i i can agree with that that is that is a really good song yeah, like it's it's just it just fit the mood so well, especially for the Ford Davis arc. Oh, it it really did. It was it was absolutely phenomenal because there's a lot of other endings that are fun, that are really really well, are, are really really amazing. But that one just it just fitted so well, dude. Especially after you finish one of those episodes and you just hear the hey hey samurai, you're like oh you see the rain falling. And it's like God Lord. Yeah. So definitely, especially after episode 211. But going on to openings, this one is tough for me because. There's so many amazing uh, openings and like to say the best. All right, since 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 I already know what I'm gonna say for my favorite, 
I still think the best one is 13. And the reason why I say 13 is because not only because of, of how well it fit into into the Cortisan arc and how well it fit into and into the um, into the into the Hajime arc and into the Obi Hajime arc and, and just everything that was going on there with 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 the anime. But I think opening 13 is a testament to what an opening should be. That opening is so amazing visually. Uh, from a song standpoint, it's phenomenal. And just there was so there was there are some shots in there that I still use as wallpapers, like the Shinsengumi shot, the Takatsugi shot, uh, just f- phenomenal stuff. My favorite scene still in the anime is, is towards, towards the end, where, or, or my favorite scene in the opening is right there towards the end, where, where Gintoki's looking up. It, he's, he's in the middle fighting Obi Hajime. He looks up and he sees Oboro, and then Oboro's looking at the sh- at, at the Shiroyasha, and you're like, ah, this is yeah, that's pretty good. So you, you already you already know what you're about to get into, and it's opening thirteen is a phenomenal opening. So I I, th- I think I'd have to go with thirteen for being the best. Yeah, I I can agree with that. That is that is a really good opening. Like it it looks super good. You could you could tell they worked really hard on animating that and drawing that and just just how much money they put into the visuals for that. Most definitely, absolutely. But I I think I I think I think we have decided on a few winners. Um, so uh we we got we got another reddit question but i think i think we should save it for the end because it can it it basically contains a lot of like super recent manga spoilers so okay well we'll we'll save a lot of that for the end i'll I'll let you guys know when to uh hit it and quit it when uh when uh <laughs> when we start getting to those um but let's get to the more uh general questions here um i guess um how how about i read some twitter questions all right, let's do it. Because uh, we got a lot of stuff on Twitter, actually. Um, Hell yeah! Hey, shout out to all of you guys. Thank you for these questions, by the way. Yeah, please, yes, thank you. We we got a lot of good questions. So, so uh, we're gonna start off with a question from uh, at Shanks Hatake forty five. I'm so good at reading these. So my boy Port Goss, man, thanks a lot for the question. He uh, he wants to know uh, which do you think is the best thing about Gintama, the characters or the comedy? Oh man. See, I don't know. When when I first started Gintama, it it took me a while to like really appreciate more than just the comedy. So for a while, I was just kind of like, you know, this show's really funny. I really like it. But like, you know, I would like watch like maybe an episode or two, maybe even three, if I was really in the mood to watch multiple episodes. You know, mini marathon, whatever. I I liked it. I thought it was funny. I really thought it was funny. But I was like, eh, like. That's all I thought it was at first, but then, um, jeez, when did I, I don't think I really started appreciating the characters, like, like, fully, like, I guess, well, I don't know, I guess it's not fair to say I didn't appreciate the characters, but, like, I, I don't think I realized how much I liked the characters and, like, how well written they are until about the Shinzugumi Rebellion arc. Oh, That man. was, that was the arc that kind of opened my eyes and was, and made me think, Holy shit, these are some of the best characters I've ever seen in, like, any anime. This is, like, yeah. re- this is really good stuff. I think, because Benny Zucker was around the point I started becoming a fan, but I think the Shinsengumi Rebellion arc is where I could definitely say I was invested. For for me, it was a little bit be- be- before that. For me, it was Mitsuba, man. When I saw Mitsuba, I was like, yo, I... Especially with the little scenes where I had Gintoki and Kondo talking, good lord, I was like, yo, the, the, these guys are... This is This is some good stuff, character-wise. Yeah, the Mitsuba arc is really good. I I can't wait to cover that on the podcast. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know, like, cause I feel like with the comedy, again, comedy is really subjective. Not everyone's gonna find what you think is funny funny. 
you know, some people don't like the ref uh, the referential humor uh, because you know what? Let's be honest, referential humor is sort of lazy. It's not exactly like it's not exactly original. I think we can say that, but <clears throat> or I guess the most not the most original form of comedic writing. But so, I, 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 with that being said, I think more people can get behind the characters. So I I think I think the characters are the best part of Gintama, honestly. Like as much as I like the comedy and as funny as I think the show is, I I would definitely have to say the characters are the strongest uh thing about Gintama. All right, yeah, and, and I agree one hundred percent. I mean, I said it before on uh whenever somebody asked me what was my favorite main cast in 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 anime and manga, it, to be honest, in storytelling in general, and not a source of entertainment, my top two favorite main casts are Gintama's and JoJo's Steel Ball Runs. Those two main casts, they just flow so well together. And, and I think that Gintama being this type of series really does complement the characters because I can be with these characters in any situation. I don't I don't care what type of situation it is. Give me any any of those characters and Sorachi will make it work, but that's because he's he's made he's made such amazing characters. And with those type of characters, he, he he can go into anything. And I think that's one of the things that really makes Gintama so special is that these one shots you know, really bring out the best of, of some of these characters. And the way that he focuses on their flaws instead of their um, instead of oh, oh, you know their their, their their positives and whatnot, but it, it's because he focuses on their flaws that always makes his character so interesting. And Gintoki is my favorite character of all time, so. It's like kind of hard for me not to pick the characters, but the comedy is a huge part of why I love it. But I think it's because of the characters of why I love the comedy. Yeah, I I I can agree with that because like I I feel like if if some if some other animes were to tr- were to attempt to do what Gintama does, but without these type of characters, it would be it would it would probably deliver on about half of the punchlines that Gintama does. It, but it because it's Gintama, it's because of these characters, a lot of these hilarious moments are just like ten times funnier to me. I guess. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, because, you know, a lot of Gintama's humor later on, you know, like, I, I think the more invested you get into the characters, the funnier the series is. Yes, I agree. Because, I mean, you know, like, I personally think, you know, the first 50 episodes of the show are, they're they're pretty funny. Like, they they have some legitimately good jokes and gags in there. Um yeah. You know, especially with a lot of the like anime only stuff. But, you know, as you as you get as you progress further on into the series, you know, I don't know, like I I won't I, I don't want to say like you won't find it funny. But like, I, I feel like half the comedy later on is you getting to know the, these characters so well and kind of sort of being able to anticipate how they're going to interact with each other, and what you can kind of expect to an extent. Yeah, yeah definitely on a couple moments. Yes. But I think we should move on to uh, Stan User Double O's question. All right. He wants to know which arc made the series, uh, basically made Gintama our favorite anime. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Would you like to go first for me? Mm, I think what made it my favorite anime of all time. I was going to say Mitsuba, but then I remembered, because I was talking about how uh, the Shinsugumi Rebellion arc kind of made me realize, oh my god, these characters are so good. I'm going to say the Kintama arc actually, like... Oh, good choice! The, 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 the Kintama arc, actually, I think a lot of people don't give that arc the credit it deserves, actually. Phenomenal arc, dude. Oh my god. Because, like, that's classic Kintama, like, the setup for that entire arc itself, like, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think we can kind of 
uh, talk about it a little bit. Essentially, the arc starts off with Gin being replaced as the main character and everybody forgetting about him. And and that's that's the whole plot of the arc, and things kind of go from there. But, like, it starts off as this funny, like, meta, like, oh, I guess I'm replaced as the main character. That sucks, I guess. It goes it goes from being a really funny idea, and, like, it, it's it's a funny idea, and its execution is great. But then it goes into this thing where, like, we we see, like, just how much Gintoki means to all of the other characters. Which yes. I think is super touching. Um, Amazing. And, you know, one of my favorite lines in the entire series is Gin essentially telling Kintoki, hey, you know, the, the, basically all of, all of the cast of Gintama make up the main character. Yeah. And I think that was the moment where I realized, holy shit, I love these characters. Yes. I agree 100%. Like, like unconditionally, so much so. Yeah. I, I honestly, Kintama with as much as it gets away with, and as much as it accomplishes in terms of both the comedy and the characters. Yeah. I, I can, I think I can pretty much safely say that Kintama made, uh, made Gintama probably my favorite anime of all time. Awesome. Yeah. The really good choices there, man. Uh, I love the Gintama arc too. I, I'm going to have two different an- answers here. One for anime, one for manga. Okay. When, when it came to, to the anime, it wasn't a particular, uh, arc. Uh, per se, I, I guess there was an arc, but it, it was it was a, a an episode. When I saw the latter half of episode 111, the Independence Day one, oh yeah, I really realized just like you said before about the characters, I really realized how much I loved the Yorozuya. I was like, yo, this series is something special, man. That episode gets better the more you watch it. Yes, every time, dude, and just seeing her run around with the umbrella and when they all come to get, ah, oh, dude, it's just. It's it's just amazing. I I absolutely loved episode one hundred eleven, and that that really put it on the pedestal. That like I, ha- I hadn't had an anime before, but the arc that solidified its its place up there was probably Red Spider for me. When when I saw episode one hundred eighty, I said, "This is what anime should strive to be, man. This is this this is some good stuff." That's definitely like one of my top ten favorite episodes of all time. Same, no doubt. Episode one hundred eighty is so good, man, and. Just it, you could really tell how much Sunrise put put into that. It was it was a phenomenal episode. But go go getting off of uh, of Red Spider. Oh God, I love that arc. But going on to the manga, it was the same thing to where it was showing glimpses and it was tied because we got you guys gonna understand, man. I had One Piece as my favorite manga for so many years since like oh me too. It's like the end of two thousand nine. Uh, I was, I was, oh my God, I was, I was obsessed with that series, and I was like, nothing's ever gonna touch this. Yeah, me too. And, and then I just got through Gintama, and I and I always put. I was like, "Yes, Gintama's my favorite anime, but One Piece is my favorite manga. It's never going to change." And then I read chapter four hundred ninety-eight, Oil Rain, and I was like, "Good lord!" Because that's still my favorite uh, one-shot chapter. Oh yeah, the one with uh, Tama. Yeah, I, I I know how much you like that chapter. And yeah, when I read that, I reread it like I reread it like six times. I was like, "Dude, this is this is phenomenal. Uh, this 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 is why I love Gintama. It's it's just it's it's for it's for chapters like this. It reminded me of at 188 with Hasegawa. It just brought back those feels, and you're like, this is why I read it. I absolutely love these one shots. That and it it reminds me why I love episodic storytelling too. It's just how one episode could bring out so much emotion out of you is insane. But then the arc that made One Piece number one, and it, or I'm so One Piece, <laughs> <laughs> the the arc that made Gintama number one. I apologize. Is uh is the Shogun assassination arc for me because. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted I never wanted to 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 to, to admit it and I was like no no Gintama is never going to surpass One Piece's manga wise 
but but when I read from chapter five fourteen to the end of chapter five twenty, I said, you know what? It's it's it, it, and I said it in my live reaction. I said, any is lobby surpassed. It's it, it's over. I, get get top of wins. Yeah, that that's like, and I mean, we we won't get too into it specifically because that's a giant spoiler. But uh, yeah, um, that was definitely a moment where um, I wish I'd I see. I was a stupid, and I, like, never wanted to read the mangas. I was like, oh, anime's better, it'll just come back. But I I was a stupid, and I would, like, willingly spoil myself on the manga. Like, actually, just, I, I would just look at the art. Like, I wouldn't read any of the dialogue. So when I so when I first uh, saw a glimpse, I, I think it was the chapter where they kind of, like, left you on that cliffhanger. I was like... Oh, my God! I actually got, like, angry. Like, I actually... Oh, I was like... There's no fucking way they're doing this. There's no way that's real. This is a fake scan. I didn't. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about? Uh, we're the, we're the, talking the five fourteen cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. Where or where it's 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 the cliffhanger where they show what happens in the past and it like transitions into, uh, it, it transitions into the fight with uh, Takasugi. Like it's 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 literally it's the mirror image thing that they do. Oh my! Oh oh! I thought you were talking about the the beginning of the fight. Oh, you're, you're talking about five nineteen, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I got angry. Like I didn't want to believe it was true, but it 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 is. And people who are caught up on the manga and the anime will know what, what we're referring to. But yeah, it's it's some sad shit. Like it really yeah, like dude. it changes your perspective on a lot of things. It on on, on the entire series, honestly. Yeah, it changes your perspective on Gintoki's character and the entire series. It makes you like want to reread and go back and like make you like I, I I like I like series like that where like something like really changes your perspective and then when you go back to reread something, it's like, oh, this has like a different meaning to it now. Yeah. Definitely. Like I, I remember I was talking to my brother about it. Because that entire flashback makes you want to root for the other guys so much right and and, and you're like man because at, at that point in time takotsugi was my favorite character but after i read 519 i was like no no king toki got it <laughs> he's he's got it man I, I don't care he's got it but uh i think we answered that question so let's let's move Alrighty. on to thanks a lot for that question stand user thank you yes uh let's move on to uh patchy boy 2's question oh patchy uh let's see so he asks uh, he, he's basically asking us, uh, how do we feel about the increase of the popularity of Gintama as well as people skipping episodes? Oh, God. That's a good question. Um, I think definitely, um, I mean, I haven't been into Gintama for too long, I, I will admit. I think I got into Gintama around, like, the butt end of 2011. Like, I, I just kind of started watching it during, like, my Thanksgiving break when I was still in high school. Um, I managed to catch up, like, right in time for the anime to end again, like, at episode 252. Okay. And, you know, that's when I started, like, watching stuff like Sket Dance, because I'm like, man, Gintama's over? <laughs> and I didn't want to read the manga, because I liked the anime too much back then. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I, I got to watch stuff like the Gintama arc, the Cortison arc, and uh, the Beam Saber arc all weekly. Nice. That was a huge experience for me. Um so I forget where I was going with that. Uh, so I think even since like, I mean, I'm sure like back in 2011, because that was around the time, I guess the technically like the second run of the show from like 202 to 252. I'm sure like around then it started seeing a surge in popularity since, you know, that was its that was its first time coming back from hiatus. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it definitely got a, a pretty big boost. And you know, like since since I've gotten into Gintama, I think I think it's definitely been doing a lot better since then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think we can I think we can both agree that it's just it's been doing better. It 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 just does better as it as it continues to exist. Yes, without a doubt. But if you don't have any particular thoughts on that, I think uh, we could talk about people skipping episodes. Yeah, go, go, going back to your thing though, that's that's pretty interesting because where I ended off that I didn't watch Gintama for years. I originally watched Gintama because of a Bleach commercial that that aired, right? And and and, and my friend, me and my friend were like, man, like, well, like should should we watch this? Because we we were looking for an awesome comedy show because at the time we were huge Hitman Reborn fans. We're like, we're trying to find something else that's, that's, that's funny as that and whatnot. So we found Gintama. God, we loved it so much. I had Yoshiwara in my in my top five favorite arcs for years because that was that was the arc I remember the most. But because I I stopped. When 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 the original anime ended, that, that's that's where we caught up at two, in episode two hundred one, and we never went back until, at least for me, I got him back into the series, my friend. But I, it, my, my boy John, got me back into the series in two thousand fourteen, and and that's whenever I got back into it. But for years, I'm talking about four years, I never watched Gintama. Wow. But 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 when I was going through the series again, I had so many memories, man, like Benny Zakura and Mitsuba and the Shizugumi Crisis. And then when I rewatched Yoshiwara, I was like, ah, oh, like everything was just coming back to me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. But yeah, that, that was just a little off topic, but um, no, it's fine. Um, oh boy, how do I feel about people skipping episodes? Um, man, I don't know. I used to be pretty um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Totalitarian? Is that how you say that? I I used to be pretty strict about uh, excuse me. I used to be pretty strict about in my beliefs that people shouldn't skip anything other than maybe like the first two episodes. Cause you're not really missing much. Yeah. Um, whereas now I have a friend who I, I mean, whether he'll actually agree to it, uh, remains to be seen. Cause he doesn't like watching subtitled anime. He prefers dubs, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, let's be honest. Kintama's never getting a dub. Um, yeah. Got Gintama will be picked up by Viz again before it gets a dub. Um, I mean, I hate to be so pessimistic, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But I have a friend who I want to show Gintama because I think he... Because I've shown him two episodes before. I showed him the Umbrella episode and the episode where they're all at the pool and the Shogun appears. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's an awesome... That's a hilarious episode. It is, but I think I I kind of like watch, showing my friend dubs more because he's the kind of guy who, like, when I watch stuff with, he'll be on his phone like every once in a while and like he kept, oh, I got he, you. he kept missing all the best jokes in the pool episode and I was like hey you're you're missing all the dialogue <laughs> and which kind of disappointed me but he paid more attention to the umbrella episode which he said he thought it was going to go a certain way but it didn't like he tried to explain it to me and I wasn't really sure what he was getting at but I think he thought it was just going to be like a normal cutesy wootsy anime like I don't, I don't know. I don't really know where he was getting at, but like, he essentially told me that he could learn to like Gintama, which he better well damn learn to like Gintama. Otherwise, we're not, <laughs> we're not fucking friends anymore, except that's not, that's not true. Um, but I don't know. Like, I want to show him Gintama. And, you know, when I hopefully get to, I'm thinking about actually maybe skipping around some episodes, which I don't want to do, but like, I don't think my friend is the type of person who's, you know, he, he likes plot-driven stuff. Okay. And, I mean, he appreciates good characters, but, like, something like Gintama, where the strength is the characters of the show, I don't think that would be enough to pull him in. 
unfortunately. So I feel like I feel like I'd have to like maybe take out some episodes that I know he wouldn't really care for, or just basically show him like an abridged version of Gintama. Not like abridged parody, but like a shorter run of the show where I you know, basically go through the show, and I'm like, okay, which episodes are, like, the most important, like, which are the most, like, char- most important character-driven episodes that are actually gonna mean something later, um, you know, stuff like that, which I don't want to do that, but, like, I mean, if you really have to, you know, hopefully the way it'll work out is, you know, once I hopefully start showing him Yintama, that, you know, maybe, like, he'll like it so much that he'll want to go back and rewatch those episodes. Like, I I know people who are like, yeah, I just started here, and you know what, I, I liked it so much, I decided to go back and watch from the beginning. Yeah. Which, don't let, don't let people know that, because especially on Tumblr, people will crucify you, but, <laughs> you know, like, I, like, again, I used to be kind of strict about that and my beliefs about that, but I think, honestly, I'm starting to think it's possible. Like, okay. Like I think as long as they don't skip like like actual important story stuff, I guess that's fine. But like, I, like I don't like skipping anything, unless Me unless I know it's like filler or like just complete filler or something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I I like to watch things from the beginning, which is why I haven't started stuff like Doctor Who because I know I can't I can't start from the beginning technically because a lot of that stuff is not really available. But I don't really want to start from season nine, even though it reboots the whole show because it just doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand completely. I feel the same way. Uh, how, how do you feel about people skipping episodes? My whole thing is this: I I think that when it comes to a series getting more popularity, it's 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 going to happen. I mean, no 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 anime ever escapes it. Whether it's a Nar- no big anime, at least no like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, uh, Fairy Tail, you know, like 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 the bigger ones. People, a lot of people tend tend to just like to watch the serious parts. And uh, when when it comes to to that type of thing, I, I'm like. Uh, I I mean of course I don't care whether how how someone decides to enjoy their entertainment, but if they don't enjoy it as much as someone who watched stuff earlier is gonna is gonna enjoy it, then they have to understand why, and that is and that is because the way the Gintama works is the reason why the series are so, are so special, as you know, is because we get to know these characters so well that whenever stuff actually goes down, it means a lot. It it, it truly does mean something. So when it comes to, to skipping arcs skipping uh episodes i definitely am am just like you i want them to watch from the beginning all the way up until the end because that's the same way i am but there i do have one exception and that exception is that there's a lot of people that got into gintama through the 2015 anime and they were watching the 2015 anime while going back and rewatching the series from the beginning that i can that that i can accept okay yeah that 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 i can definitely accept because the beginning of 2015 anime was pretty episodic Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and covered a, a lot of the of the comedic arcs. So I was like, all right, that, that that's fine with me. That's cool. You going back and go back from the beginning. However, I am not an advocate for a person who just watches the serious stuff, or an advocate for a person who willingly just just skips around. But if you want to view your entertainment, that's all you. That's just the way I would recommend it. I would I would love for someone to watch it from, from episode three, or even if you want to from episode one all the way up until three hundred and sixteen or three hundred fifteen now. Okay, there you go. I, I think that pretty much answers that question. Um, so uh, let's move on to our next question from uh, uh, I can't read that. Uh, Sal- Salis Goku. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that's it. He 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 has a Majora's Mask profile icon. He sounds like a good man. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But anyway, here's uh here's he he basically wants to know what our favorite openings and endings are and favorites. Okay. And, and and where do these openings and endings rank amongst all series? I think that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, a a I'll answer it. I'll answer it. That's, that sounds good. Okay. Well, do, do you do you have your favorite openings and endings off the top of your head already? Yes. All right. Uh, go, you go ahead then. Okay. Endings. It it is um. I, oh, hold on, let me let me go with openings first. Here, I'll do openings. You do openings, and we'll both do endings. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> openings. I have my top three is is uh, thirteen, and then it's the uh, before ever you go to Zuya little opening that did for Yoronuki Gintama-san, the uh, for for Genjo Destruction. I love that opening. Oh my god! And then my number one favorite opening, which is probably I'd have to think about it because I love Tank uh, for, from Bebop. I love uh, Wings opening. I love Smile Bomb. Like like a lot of these openings are really really nostalgic, and I love them a lot. But the specific op- the specific no 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 opening from episode three hundred and five with Gin and Takatsugi, I rewatched that all of the time. Phenomenal opening. I've I've seen that opening a lot too. It's it, I just it's it's like everything I ever wanted to see in the series because it, 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 that's the stuff I was always so interested in. We're finally getting it, and Sunrise gives you this godlike opening. You're like, ah, oh, it's amazing. It's covering everything that they've ever interacted, and the music is so amazing. Yes, I no no. That one's that 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 one that one is definitely my favorite. Okay, okay. I, I just I just don't know where it would rank like all time wise because oh geez, yeah, I'm I'm not even gonna bother because I honestly don't know. <laughs> I mean, I like I I listen to a lot of Gintama openings and endings on their own a lot. Um, yep. I don't really have another anime where I'm just like I feel like listen may, maybe JoJo's, but that's like that's when the mood strikes me somehow. That's not it's not as often as it used to be. Um, yeah, like I have a lot of like random openings that I'll openings and endings that I'll listen to here and there. Like maybe sometimes I'll want to listen to Smile Bomb. Or I don't know. Maybe I'll want to listen to "We Are." I don't know. Like it just. We are. It just. It just. It. It changes. Like I definitely listen to Gintama's openings and endings the most now, honestly, uh, compared to everything else. But God, um, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm actually going through the uh, Yorozuya Soul Anime Openings and Endings Guide, which is very <laughs> useful for this kind of thing. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll leave a link to it in the description if anyone wants to take a look at that. But, um. I'm starting to realize I think I like a lot of the endings more than I do the openings, or at least, well, not like, but I think they leave, um, I don't know, I think I listen to a lot of the endings more than I do the openings, because I, like I said, I I think Prey is probably the best opening, just in my opinion, and I, I listen, like, sometimes I'll just be like, you know what, like, I'll be, like, shuffling through my music on my phone, and I'll get to Prey, I'll, like, skip it at first, but I'm like, you know what, no. I'll listen to it. <laughs> I'm like, I know how that is. I yeah. know how that is. Um, yeah. geez, I don't know. Like, I do like Sakura Mitsutsuki, uh, the, the one that plays during, uh, 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 the Cortison arc and the Beam yeah, Saber arc. Yeah, that one's, that one's, that one's good. Um, I listen to Stairway Generation a lot sometimes. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's the one where you see, like, in Toki, like, sitting on the roof and yeah um and all that like it, it's it's the one that features uh toshi like uh, otaku hijikata in, in the opening in particular that I, I i like that one a lot i used to listen to opening eight uh uh light infection i love that one dude light infection is amazing i used to listen to that one a shit ton like mm-hmm. i was like the, 
That's a that's a it, th- that's that's basically the one that they made an MS Paint version of. Yes, that was, yep. that was pretty good. I love I love opening ten a lot. Dilemma, mm-hmm. that opening. Oh man, dude, that I, I I love it. Um, I think the last two openings I want to mention are um, actually the the two Yoranuki and uh, openings uh that I listen to a lot are um Kaze no Gotoku. The one that's basically sung by the group who did um I think opening four of Naruto Shippuden. The original opening four? Yeah. Uh, by Flo? No, 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 not by Flo. Um, I don't think it was uh, by uh, Flo. Oh, oh no, no, never mind. You, you said Shippuden. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, yeah the, the one yeah, that played during like the the Shikamaru, Hidan, and yes, Kakazu arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, I really closer, like that closer, closer. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same group. Um, okay. And then uh, I also like uh, Kanose Girl, the one with uh, with Katsura and Elizabeth dancing at the rave. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> both of those are really good. I like listening to those a lot. Uh, Kaze no Gotoku, I think, has like a, a, I think, is super meaningful um, with with a lot of its lyrics and I think what it represents about the show because it's like yeah. it's very shonen, but it's like realistically shonen. Like it's shonen in the way where it's like everything's gonna be all right and stuff, but it also feels kind of somber at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, things could things could go awry if you don't make the right decision. So, you know, don't waste your future essentially like those are literally yeah. like the last few lyrics of the song um oh an opening that like i'm kind of more appreciative of is um is the opening that they start they started playing during uh during the renho arc opening 10 i believe yes uh the one where gintoki dilemma in, the one where they're all basically like walking around kabuki cho edo like during like they're walking around at night and yep. you know gintoki's in the elevator with uh with with his harem you know uh <laughs> kind of like there in spirit i guess i always thought that was kind of interesting i used to not like that opening because i was like eh, it's a little too somber like a, i don't know like for some reason i just i didn't really like it too much yeah but then like the when i was rewatching uh that particular part of the series with a friend of mine and she was like really into the opening i'm like really i, I guess but then like the <laughs> more i listened to it because i think part of the reason was i skipped that opening a lot actually when I first watched it, but when I, like, the more I watched it, the more I liked it, because I really like the stuff where, like, you see, like, Gintoki's, uh, like, Gintoki and, uh, like, you see the outlines of Gintoki and all the villains he fights and stuff, like, that's a nice touch. That was amazing, dude. And then the, uh, the, um, the transition from them as kids to them as, like, war veterans and stuff, like, all that stuff is really nice. I think that's probably my fourth favorite opening, Dilemma. I, I love that opening. Yeah, that, that it's one. amazing. That one's become one of my favorites after me not really caring about it too much. Um, you, you you know you know what's another opening that I really really like that I, I think it's such fun. Huh. I, the first opening of 2015, Day by Day. I I listen to that song all the time. See, I I liked it, but I but I definitely. Oh, you know what? Actually, thank you for reminding me of the 2015 season because uh, Pride Kakume. I think the se- the second opening after that. I th- I actually thought that opening was a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I I I think it's I think it's better too. Yeah, that opening that opening is so good. Yeah, I I think it's better. I think I just preferred day by day for 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 reasons like I was like yes, Gintama's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hell yeah, let me let's get this. I, I think I think that's what it was. But yeah, Pride Kakume is amazing. Oh man, visually too. Oh, so good. Um, let's talk about our let's talk about our favorite endings. My without a doubt, my favorite ending is is Kagayata. Uh, ending twelve. The one that played during Yoshiwara. Oh yeah, that that one's pretty good. Like I really the vocals in that are amazing. 
Yes. I, I see because I was so obsessed with Glorious Days whenever that was playing. I was like, yo, this might actually this might actually surpass ending twelve, but now we got Achi Muite. I've gotten a chance to go back and listen to the uh, some of the ones I really like, like Balance Doll, uh Prague, um freaking uh what was the name of ending three again? Um Of the entire show? Yeah. Um uh Yukino Subasa. Yes. The, the, that, the, the, the one with that, all the snow. Yes, that that's definitely in my t- in my top five see, as that's, well. See, that's funny because that's actually like my least favorite ending. Really? Yeah, I just that one never really clicked with me. I mean, it looks nice, but I don't know. I just never really cared for the song. I it, for me, it's the opposite, man. I, I I like visuals for me were nice, but I love the song. I like I sometimes I put it on at work, and I'm like, hell yeah, it's 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 awesome. And then um, just another honorable mention on there too is uh is I, I remember I think this is how you and me first contact each other after after i got into a podcast uh why well, need man that well, that, I need. That, that one's one of my favorite endings of all time i listen to that one a lot yes me too dude oh, i love that ending so much it's, it's, especially it's, especially it's, since it like see i also kind of like the beat crusaders too who also kind of do some of the backup vocals because i they do like one or two bleach openings or endings and then um i know they they do the theme song for uh for kappa mikey a very long forgotten uh nicktoon cartoon <laughs> Kappa Mikey, God, that takes me back. Um, and and I and I and I think for 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 like the same reason as Day by Day, I love Destiny. Destiny, yeah, De- Destiny's really catchy. Yeah. Again, like I said, I like I like a lot of the endings more than I do the openings. Actually, like, uh man, like, God, I like if I were to go through my all my favorites, I'd go through like 80 percent of the list honestly but i yeah, think i feel the same way i think mm-hmm. the one i've been listening to a lot recently to kind of like cheer me up after like work and stuff um you know when i'm like feeling particularly down i'm like man this, this really sucks i don't feel like dealing with any of this shit i listen to uh ending 13 asa answer um, Asa answer um it's it's, uh, it's oh yeah i remember yeah i remember yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's the one with like the kind of like child childishly like cartoony drawings of all the of all the odd the, jobs. the one that starts off like da, da, da. yeah the volume pop up the volume yeah, yeah i, I mm-hmm. god i love that ending so much it's so cute and it's so happy it it always cheers me up like so much and like you said i love waini um especially since we get a lot of our uh we get a lot of the ginta ladies in there too um yeah Man, I used to listen to Wonderful Days a lot. Um yep. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um Oh god, like I think uh two of my other all-time favorites uh from later in the show are Nakama. Okay. That that one uh god, I love listening to that one. And then um Moonwalk I I liked at first. I was like, "Oh man, this, this is a nice song." But then they have to use it in the Kintama arc as like an insert song and like yeah. and then I cry buckets. I'm <laughs> like, "Wow, I did not expect me to I didn't I didn't expect uh that song to like hit me so much." It's, now now it, I it, it's, it's that beginning portion. Dun, 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 like now dun, I dun, now dun. I can't listen to that song without crying. It sucks. Yeah. That's why I don't listen to that song too much anymore. Yeah, man. God, yeah, the endings are a lot of the endings are really great. Um, God, dude, you brought up Nakama, man. Yo, that ending is godlike. It's it's such a nice little trip down memory lane. Um, yes. Also, uh, honorable mention to Wave, the with the walking, breathing, just away, walking on the beach. <laughs> um, there's a part of the chorus in that's in the full version of the of the ending of that song that makes me sound that makes it sound like I'm listening to like 
Adam Sandler trying to speak Japanese. I don't, it's, I don't know, it's really, I can't, like, pin, I don't remember what, like, the time code on it is, but, like, there's just a part of the song where, like, they're speaking gibberish to me, and it's like, why do you sound like Adam Sandler? And it's just, it's really, I don't know, <laughs> that that won't be funny to anybody but me, but it just, it always sounded weird to me. Um, We said Samurai Heart earlier, that one's a really good yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't even have to mention that one. Samurai Heart's amazing. Last one I do want to mention real quick is um, I, I, I. It was the ending that was playing right before Yoshiwara, the one where it's autumn and you have Shinpachi Kagura and Okita looking around oh, and they're like, yeah. I see, I like that one because I like what, I like the kind of story they're trying to tell there because you basically have all the apprentice characters or I guess the, the younger generation or whatever. They don't really know what's up and they don't know what the rest of their lives are going to be like. And then you essentially have all the older adults in their life that they, you know, that they have in their life who have kind of already been through a lot of their lives and, mm-hmm. you know, they know, they know how rough life can be, who essentially like, you know, they, they, they're supposed to be guiding them and that's, and that's what sets them off to like, you know, Shimpachi running to the cliff and Kagura doing, I forget what she does. And then, you know, Okita's training and stuff. Like I, I like what they're trying to tell with that opening or ending. You know, you know. I think my best memory with that ending is right after, right after we finished uh, episode one hundred and thirty, and I was in so many tears, and then it just started playing, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that was that was really good." Um, well, that was that was a loaded question. Um, I think the oh well, we got the second to last one on Twitter here. Uh, next one comes from the Legend Mac One. Hey, my boy Mac. There you go, Mac. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Um. So he wants to know what were the most emotional moment or moments uh, we experienced with Gintama. Um, I, 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 okay, see, I I can start. Spoilers. Well, well, here I we can we can be kind of vague about this. Uh, episode three hundred five. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. Like I th- I think me and I think that's probably the episode that hit me and recall the most. Yeah, no far. no doubt, no doubt. I think before then actually. Um, God, I'm trying to remember what, like, hit me as much. I think just the entire, like, end portion of the Beam Saber arc was, like, kind oh. of the one that started hit. Actually, no, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I, no, it's, it's, it's like near, it's near the end portion of Kintama. Like, like I said, like I said, the part where they play Moonwalk, um, that, that one was a part where I'd be like, I want to watch this part again. And then it always makes me cry. <laughs> yeah. I, I think before 305, that was the one that kind of hit me the most up until then. So. Oh man, very, very awesome choice. I think, uh, I think for me it's 305, which also is equivalent of 519, 520 in the, in the manga. Uh, oil rain always gets to me. That, 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 that that's always one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, episode 188 with Hasegawa. Oh my gosh. That, that, that ending. Oh man, a freaking Hasegawa. Uh, damn, there's so many emotional moments, man. Uh, yeah. Like every, every series can tell arc makes me cry. I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't pinpoint one. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Mitsuba, of course. Mitsuba's gotta be up there. Oh yeah, Mitsuba is up there. Yeah, that, I think, I think that was the first time I ever cried at Gintama, actually. Yeah, I think same. Yeah. Din, 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 God, every oh. every time I listen to the like that Spanish guitar track, it's it always hurts. Yeah. Um, but um, I think we should move on to our last Twitter question from okay. uh, from uh, Irky Chad, who asks, uh, "Who would be our all star dub for a Gintama cast?" 
Oh man, that's a that's a tough question. I think um I had somebody for Gin, and now I well actually let me just say this. I I don't know just in case you guys don't know, I do not like the Sentai dub for the movie. I honestly think there were some good there were some good casting choices in there. I thought Nizo had a great actor. I thought I thought Han Peta had a great voice actor behind him. Um I agree. And then uh Kagura, who was voiced by uh, Lucy Christian, who voices Nami in the One Piece dub. Um mm-hmm. she she's a great actor and I think if she had more time to spend with Kagura, like she was already pretty good, but I think she could get better. Yes. Um other than those three, I I mean, like, I I forget who it was who voiced Gintoki. I think whoever voiced Gintoki voiced uh, Greed in the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood show. Um, I forget his name. I can't remember, but I think it was... I, I almost said Chris Pratt. That's, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> Chris Patton. Chris Patton, I think, is his name. Um, okay. Man, Chris, Chris Patton as Gintoki in the Sentai dub for the movie, um, for the Benny Zakra movie specifically, um, that was kind of hard to get used to at first. But again, I think like with Lucy Christian and Kagura, I think with enough time, like if they were to dub the whole show, I think if you spent enough time with Gintoki, I could get used to him. I agree. But no, nobody's going to beat Sugita. No. And nobody who, no, if they ever dub Gintama, nobody they get, anybody they get for any of these characters would ever be able to surpass the original cast. And I think that's why so many people are so opposed to an English dub of Gintama. Especially in, in two characters specifically for me, at least, yo. After witnessing 305, I don't think you can ever have a performance better than what Sugita and Koyasu did in that episode. Yeah, like, it's, it's really hard to beat both those particular actors and Norio Wakamoto. Who yeah. uh, who voices uh, Matsudaira? But to be fair, I think I think they could get a decent actor for Matsudaira. Yeah, true that. To be honest, with Takatsugi, I would just I would just put him with with Sites again, just like what they did for Dio. Oh yeah, Patrick Sites. Yeah, I, I could I could I, see that. I think I think I think Sites could play a good Takatsugi. Yeah, okay, I can I can see that. I I like I like what you're putting down. Um, I actually was thinking today. I actually wouldn't mind having Vic Mignana voice Shinpachi. Hmm. Because I, I think, I think, because, uh, like, I'm I'm imagining him right now, first off, you know, because Shinpachi obviously yells, like, 90% of his lines yeah. are yelling, so I feel like Vic Mignogna yelling as a teenage boy, <laughs> I think, would be a lot more tolerable than whoever they got for Shinpachi in the Sentai dub. Okay. I'm sorry, that actor was awful. And I mean, like... I'm sure maybe he's a good actor, and like it's it's not like the dub for that movie is very well directed either. But so I'm, I'm sure they were just working with what they had. But I mean, oof, no, whoever they got to voice Shinpachi for the movie did not do a good job. That that was that was like a complaint I had seen all across the board was nobody liked who they got yeah. for Shinpachi. Mm-hmm. Nobody. <laughs> um. I thought I had someone else too. I can't really think of anyone in particular I would like to see voice who. Maybe maybe Patrick Seitz could voice Kondo too. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he plays he plays one hell of a Frankie. So yeah, I, I could see that. I, one one I would like to see though. I think if given enough time, I think Justin Cook could play a good Sogo. And the reason why I said that is because if he just lowers it down a bit for Yusuke. I think he could play a nice Sogo because he has like the little type of tone that Sogo has in the Japanese uh, dub. I think he could nail it with uh, like the same way that we Yusuke. 
if he just nails it down just a little bit, I think Cook could play a good uh good Sogo. Okay, okay. I actually didn't mind who they got for the Sentai dub for Okita. I actually, I mean, like, the few lines we heard him, I thought he did okay. Like, again, I think if he had more time with the character, he could have, if he had more lines, we could have, uh, I, I think he could have gotten better. Which, by the way, just in case those who don't know, the guy who voices Okita in that dub also voiced Yamazaki. Because <laughs> the, there there were definitely a few characters they had to, like, double up on actors for. Mm-hmm. Um Colleen can play uh, Sukuyo because if if she if she has the same tone of voice she uses for Urza in the fairy tale dub, I think she could do one one good Sukuyo. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I like that, I like that. Um, God, it's bothering me. I can't think of it. It was <laughs> such a good one too. I was so proud of it. Damn it. Um, <laughs> who, who character was it for? Um, I can't remember that either. She she she's Kondo Hijikata. I think I was gonna say Hijikata. Which, by the way, the, whoever they got for Hijikata in the Sentai dub, I thought he sounded a, he didn't sound like, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of hard, it's kind of tricky because Hijikata's supposed to be, like, most, most of the male characters in Gintama, they're, I mean, let's, let's face it, like, Gintama has a huge female, female fan base for a reason, like, they're, they're all very beautiful men. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just all designed that way, so I feel like, I feel like realistically, as much of a chain smoker as Hichikata is, I feel like they should give him a deeper voice, kind of like with Nakai. But I feel like they, I feel like the dub cast, the dub casting would mess up on that part because I feel like they'd get someone too gruff. Yeah. So I, so I feel like in that sense, the only other choice they would have is, oh, let's get someone who just sounds cool. Get uh, Chris Sabat on it. I mean, yeah, that's honestly that's that's an easy choice, but like that's kind of the choice, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it's like some of these guys, I have to pair them up with the same thing of like another series, like the same way how Zoro is Hichikata for Japanese. I have to give them the same thing in English. It just it just fits them so well. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Again, like like I said, it's such an easy choice, but like it kind of makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't think of the character I had in mind. I'm sure it'll come back to me while we're uh, coming up with these questions. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's about it for Twitter. Alrighty. Uh, let's let's see if we can get through YouTube. All right. So here from my boy Stanyers Double O one more uh, once again. It's uh, Gintama. I got a question. Top five favorite Gintama arcs. Oh boy. Okay. Jesus. I'll just pick my. I'll just pick my favorite children then. <laughs> I'll just excuse me while I pick my favorite babies. <laughs> I feel the same way, dude. Um, I think I have an idea if you just want me to go first. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Benny Zakura is still, like, my top favorite arc. Okay. Like, and honestly, I think the Shogun assassination arc might be better than that arc. Yeah. In terms of the story, but I mean, like, I think Benny Zakura is still, like, my favorite, my, like, all-time favorite arc because of nostalgia at this point. Because, that, cause, I mean, it's a good arc. Yeah. But, um, but, like, it's it's the arc that that got me into Gintama. I don't know, like, again, I was, up to that point, I was just kind of watching Gintama because it was funny, but then Benny Zakura showed me, oh my god, oh shit, it gets serious, oh no! Um, but, yeah, like, that arc's really good, and then, uh, Mitsuba's a good one. Yes. Uh, definitely Shinsengumi Crisis. Um, Red Spider. Greatness. And then, um... I'm trying to think if there's a what's what's the last one I want to put up on there. That's four. Mm, man, like Jesus Christ! Like, here's the thing. Like, I hate take I hate making top fives because it's all they're always changing. Yeah, same, same. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I really had to pick, I mean, I love Kintama, but you know, actually, no. Um, 
Quarters of a Nation, I think is, if I had to, like, seriously choose, I think would be my second favorite arc of all time. Courtesan? Oh, yeah, like, because that arc is, I don't know, like, at that at, at the time I watched that arc in the anime, it felt like, oh my god, this is as big as it's gonna get. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, they're, they're taking on the Shogunate, like, things are gonna change, which, I mean, they kinda didn't. But, I mean, it, it moved the story along, and a lot of really big shit happens in that arc. Um... And and that arc in the anime is just really well animated in general, um, and like actually episode two fifty nine, like two fifty nine or two sixty, I forget which one it is, but it's the one where they're actually storming the castle and they're fighting all the you know all the guards and stuff, and they and Gin eventually fights Obero and loses the first time. Like that entire episode is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series because. You got a lot of great comedy in uh, in the first half. Like you got some like real Ennius Lobby type, like storming the brigade kind of thing. It it feels very Ennius Lobby. Um, and then you know you have the second half with some really good fights with Gin and Obero, and then you have that reveal of oh Obero's a part of Gin's past. Yeah, the Shoyo man. Yeah, and then you find all that stuff with Shoyo, and it's like oh. Oh, that's sad. Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the cliffhanger was really good, too. Yeah, dude. Um, like, that episode's just really good. Um, really good episode. 259, I believe that is, right? 259? 259, yeah, I think so. I don't know where I would put Shogun Assassination at the moment. Like, I, I, I really like that arc, but I don't know where I would place it. Probably number three or number two. Gotcha. Like, so, somewhere in the top three, definitely. But I haven't spent enough time revisiting that arc enough yet. Gotcha. Same, same with the arc afterwards. Okay, um, but what about you? Uh, Shogun Assassination is definitely number one. I figured. I, <laughs> I think I think number two is 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 uh, Feroz Nisengumi, To be honest. Okay, okay, uh, I, I agree. You know what? No, no. Shogun Assassination arc is number one, and then after after that, everything's just not in order. I, don't, I, I can't I, I can't <laughs> do this. So so Feroz Nisengumi is up there. Mitsuba's up there, and then the next two are so hard. For personal preference, I have to put the prison arc in there. The two, two episodes, two hundred twenty-five, two hundred twenty-six. Oh yeah, that, those are those are some good episodes. I, I, I just for personal reasons, I, I, I love, I, I absolutely love that arc. And then the next one is really, really hard because I mm. love the homeless arc from the manga. Yeah, it's a shame that one didn't get animated. And, and then it's it's between that and Four Davis because I, I, I am a huge fan of Four Davis because for a long time. I had 40% and Cortison, like, really, really close. And I still do. But Cortison, I made it to your list, so I think I might have to make 4 Davis on mine. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's going to have to either be between 4 Davis or... Screw it. I, I, I'll think of an official list someday. I'm going with 4 Davis. <laughs> I'm going with 4 Davis. I've, uh, I've talked to Doctor from uh, Justin Gintama Podcast about possibly doing, like, a top 10 arcs thing, which I... I'm kind of regretting that slowly because it's going to, like, that's going to be hard. Yeah, that's going to be really hard. And I know that list isn't going to stay the same nope. once I make it because it's just going to change again. Yeah, honestly, if if, if, if you guys want to do, like, a, a collab for that, um, we, we, can all, we can all do it together and we, we'll, um, when, we, but we have to wait until the series ends. When the series ends, we come together like that, like, like that one One Piece podcast, right? And, and we'll just, we, we'll rank every single arc in Gintama. That'll be hard as hell, but it'll be fun. <sighs> yeah. Um... Okay, I'll um I'll talk I'll talk to Doctor about that, see what he thinks. Yeah, I I think he'd probably want to wait until the series ends too. <laughs> unless unless like when the anime ends and he's just like, Hey, we need something to talk about because he'll he'll probably do that. <laughs> um Uh but anyway, on to the next question. 
from uh, Fabian, who I think uh, follows me as Fab Shady on Twitter. I'm like 99% sure. He he essentially wants to know how um, how has Gintama affected our life and uh, what our favorite life lessons from Sirachi are. Ooh, damn that that's a, that's one hell of a question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Ah, uh, well, I mean, I've I've learned so many like so many different uh, things. I mean, I mean the the way that like Gintama is has affected me is on like a it's like a, a happiness level and on a level that. You know, I, I I don't know. It's just Kintama just brings a smile to my face, man. Just whenever I think about it, whenever I talk about it, it's just the type of thing that whenever I see Gin and 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 the gang go out there and have have have, have the fun that they do in those episodic stories and those little arcs, it just always brings a smile to my face. Even even in the even in the serious arcs, it, it does as well. But when it comes to a life lesson that it really taught me, it, it, it what it really taught me was um it it is darkest before dawn, and that that's so true. You know, you you have to go through all of these dark times in order to truly reach uh, what you want to reach or to truly reach uh, the, the the thing that you want to get to. But in order to get to that, you need to go through these trials and tribulations. And I love that speech by took at the end of the assassination arc because it's it's beautiful. And and, and Gin, Gin himself is a very inspirational character for me uh, personally. But yeah, that, that, that's basically what I've got. I just, I absolutely love that Darkness Before Dawn speech. I, I've, I've applied that to my life many times. And I, and I often preach that as well to others. It's just, it's such, such a beautiful and an amazing speech. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think to add to that point, um, I think Gintama is very good at like, because, I mean, uh, Gintama has this thing where, especially like really early on, where it'll actually teach a really, really valuable lesson. But then the show is also very good at like, especially during its more like comedic material, It'll teach a very valuable lesson at first, but then, like, completely, like, backtrack on whatever uh, valuable lesson they taught by doing the complete opposite of that. Oh, yeah, true. They all, they like to misdirect their audience quite a lot, and I think Gintama is, uh, is the best series at doing that, honestly. Um, yes, I agree. But, uh, uh I, I don't know, but, but in all seriousness, I mean, I mean, Gintama's affected my life in a lot of ways, like... I, I'm not sure if I've brought this up on the podcast before, but um, in terms of just my anime and manga fandom, um, I think it's a good thing to watch One Piece and then Gintama in that order, because I feel like I feel like One Piece is a good uh, is a good gateway into the anime and manga fandom. Because I mean, with, with as many gripes as I have about One Piece nowadays, I still think it's a very good series, and I still enjoy reading it week to week. And I think it has a very, very good story. But, uh, you know, I'd, like, there was a time in my life where I was just all about One Piece, and that was kind of my life. But, you know, the thing was, I, I didn't really have a lot of other people to talk about One Piece, except for maybe, like, one or two people. I can relate to that. And, and everybody else I've tried to get into One Piece are, are either always like, that's eh, too long, or, eh, I don't really like it. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's... Guess it's back to square one, and by square one, I mean me, the only one I know who's in the One Piece, and that kind of sucks. But uh, transitioning into Gintama was kind of, I think, is I think is something that anime and manga fans should really go through. Like, I don't know, I feel like Gintama's kind of a rite of passage, especially if you're already into One Piece, because when you're into One Piece, 
you think, man, this is such a good series. Nothing is ever going to top this. Nothing is ever going to make me cry as much. That's what I thought. And then you watch Gintama and you're like, huh, I've been, I've been duped. I've been proven wrong. Good, <laughs> good, good job, Sirachi. You did it. Cause I don't know. Like I, I, the reason I compare One Piece and Gintama so often on probably every podcast I've ever gotten the chance to talk about this kind of thing with is because uh, a lot of the things that I used to praise One Piece for, I now praise Gintama for. Um, I think one of the more general examples being, you know, I used to think, I mean, the, the characters in One, the characters of One Piece are still very good. Though me personally, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like the story is stronger than the characters nowadays. Not that I don't like the characters, but I feel like since One Piece is, is I mean, how how far off it is from this point, we don't know. It could be another 10 years. You never really know with, with One Piece. But, you know, One Piece is on its way to its endgame. And I feel like, I feel like Oda, the author, has been uh, focusing more on trying to wrap up the story and wrap up whatever loose plot threads he has and basically i feel like he spends more time on the story than he does the characters because i feel like in terms of the characters of one piece there haven't been as many um there haven't been as many like really strong character moments like as there used to be that's just that's just me personally though like there have been some moments here and there but i don't know like i mean i, I could go on all day about this but my, my but my point being is i feel like I feel like the characters of Gintama sans maybe one or two that I can think of off the top of my head have been consistently strong. Like there's rarely a time in Gintama where I think, man, that ca- man, Sirachi could have written that character better. E- I mean, even Sirachi isn't perfect, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's very rare that I have like a problem with the characters of Gintama. I think for the most part, they're pretty consistently well done through and through. Uh, another example that I really like, actually, is during um, the little Takachin story where Shinpachi has to save his friend from the biker gang or whatever. There's this great moment where Gin confronts the leader of the gang that Takachin is involved in and is like, Hey, you know, motherfucker, I could take you out right now if I wanted to, but you know what? This is Shinpachi's problem, and I should really leave this up to him. And that's not something you see in a lot of other shonen manga. Like I used to, I used to get into arguments with people actually during the Dressrosa arc of One Piece. Um, that just happened a couple months back, pretty recently, like, like within the year. I guess I won't say anything specific. Like I guess I basically talked to a lot of people about how I feel like how I was kind of predicting or just wanting or I guess wishing. Hey, what if Luffy wasn't the one to? take out the villain like what if he wasn't the one to deliver the final blow and i was pretty much scoffed at essentially because you know oh that can't that can't happen luffy always has to beat the bad guy which yeah that's true he does have to beat the bad guy that's just kind of what happens that that's not just what happens with one piece but that's what also happens in shonen manga as well mm-hmm. but i feel like gintama's kind of spoiled me because you know i i think gintoki said it best in the gintama arc you know pretty much every character is the main character. So in that sense, I feel like, you know, like I, that's, that's something I really like about Gintama over one piece is that the main character isn't always the person to, to, to basically take care of things. Like, you know, the secondary characters all have a role and 
you know, with Shinpachi in that particular chapter, you know, he got to take care of his problem on his own and he got to grow as a character from it. And, you know, Gintoki, you know, being the main character didn't have to, you know, be the cool main character and take that away from him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, 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 that's that's like the thing I was uh, they were, they were, they were talking about just earlier about the um in the in the first uh, chapter instead of Gintoki having an extremely badass moment and and taking on uh um you know in, in the in the very first chapter he in in the instead he ran away and and, <laughs> and and that for me was a moment that just told me it was like yeah this is going to be different it's going to be fun and and, and and ever since then, it's never let me down. So I definitely understand where you're coming from there. I, I, I love how different, uh, not because I want to stray away from using the word different, but it's, I, I don't know. I, I understand where you're coming from, though. I feel like I've been spoiled by Gintama as well. Be- because, I, I really because, you, because you expect um, other series to do the same, and then it's like, huh, well, because like, Gintama is a series that kind of shows you, hey, like, we don't always have to use the same tropes. Like we can, we can write certain things differently. Yeah. But uh, I, I know I'm kind of going on a bit too long here, but I mean, I think obviously Gintama has affected my life in the way where um I'm now podcasting because of it. That's a pretty big thing. Like I probably wouldn't have started my own podcast without it. Again, my situation's kind of weird because, you know, I there was kind of already another Gintama podcast that I, at first, uh, I had to sort of, sort of compete with. I don't know, that's kind of how Doctor saw it at first. But, you know, eventually we just, we were just kind of like, yeah, we're, we'll just, let's just guest on each other's shows. Who really cares? It's not like, it's not like there's some kind of, like, uh, fan base war going on. You know, it's it's not like I'm really taking away any of his listeners at all. If anything, as I can tell from iTunes, it seems like, you know, most people who listen to Justin Gintama podcast also listen to my show. So, hey. if, I mean, if anything, we share at least some of the same listener base. Which is um, awesome. Always spreading the love of the greatness. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, Gintama fans gotta work together. It's not, like, Gintama isn't like Dragon Ball, where, like, you have Konzenshu, the podcast, and then ten other Dragon Ball podcasts that are either trying to get somewhere or are dead, you know, like, like, another day, another adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Christ, I remember that show. Um, and then, um, last thing, and I promise we'll move on to the next question, but, um, like, in general, I've just, I've gotten more of my friends into Gintama. Like, somehow it's, like, it's so weird because Gintama, like, has a lot going against it. You know, with the fact that it is very, very comedic and some people don't like how much comedy there is over the action and all that stuff. We've talked about that before and, you know, how long it takes to get into, you know, quote-unquote the good stuff and everything and all that bullshit. But... You know, I've I've gotten a lot of my friends in the Gintama more so than I ever have One Piece, honestly. Um, but I think that's also because most people don't mind actually don't mind episodic shows. Like episodic shows are very easy to get into. Like, you know, it's for me, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a video game. You know, like like I don't play a lot of games, so usually I'll play like an hour or two of something, and then maybe I'll come back to it like, a week or two later, in my case, like, six months later, because I'm very bad at playing video games, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think in that way, Gintama's very easy to get into, just because, you know, like, yeah, there's a story, but, like, you know, it's, it's pretty, I think it's pretty easy for the most part to, you know, to keep up with, 
And yeah. you don't you don't always have to remember what's going on. And even, I mean, if you don't, I mean, the show's pretty good about reminding you. Um, or if you, or if you're watching with somebody like me who has rewatched the series at least like two or three times and pretty much knows most of the, knows most of the story, like the back of his hand, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, like I've, I've, I've grown closer to a lot of my friends thanks to Gintama, honestly, because it gave us all something, uh, to share. And I think that's, that's, that really means a lot to me. Oh, dude, I, 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 I could not agree more. I agree 100% with, with, with that statement right there, especially when it comes to me on the opposing side, which is YouTube. That, um, you know, on YouTube, I mainly did, uh, one piece of the reason why I got into, into doing YouTube videos, cause just, just like you, I had no one to talk to it with. So I said, you know what? Let me just create this platform where I could just talk to a whole bunch of people on, on, on about One Piece. So I just talked about that. I talked about Bleach, but talked about Naruto. And for years, you know, these series would come and they would go. But none ever gave me the same feeling that I got with One Piece. And when I when I initially caught up to Gintama and I searched up a video for chapter 519, which to me is still the greatest chapter ever created, mm -hmm. and 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 I and I couldn't find anything, I was heartbroken. I was wow. like, yo, this is this is crazy. No one <laughs> no one does videos on this. This is this is like the greatest thing I've ever witnessed. So I I I decided to make it my thing to where I need to get more more people into the series. I need to do something because now this is going to be something that people are going to overlook and they're never going to check out. And and I've just been trying my hardest for the past year and a half to try to get as many people into the series. I just I I just I, the the reason why I always try to seek out anybody that's doing Gintama content and I get, try to give them a shout out is because the way I look at it is is if anyone attempts to give Gintama a shot, if anyone attempts to make videos on Gintama, then they obviously have some sort of, of, of love or passion for the series because Gintama is not going to get you the most views, Gintama is not going to get you the most likes, so obviously the person doing it actually likes the series. So I, I, I really appreciate that. And, and anybody getting into Gintama most of the time isn't a, like, especially people who, who, you know, are kind of infected by the hype of others who are like, oh man, like, you don't understand, Gintama's more than just comedy, it's also really cool, and there's action and blood and violence, and then, you know, that raises their expectations, and, and, and just assume, oh yeah, this is gonna be cool from the very beginning, and then get disappointed when they watch through 30 episodes, and they're like, where's the plot? I don't understand. Like, I, I, like, I feel like, um, I feel like people expect too much from it, and um, actually, I'm not sure where I w where I was even going with that. But <laughs> but I mean, no, 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 no. I I, I see. I I completely understand 100, which is why I'm trying to make a, a video on it soon. But like, you, which what you said is is so true, because I've tried to get so many people into the series, and you know, half of them they end up really loving it, but the other half are like, yo, what's what's going on? I thought this was supposed to be absolutely amazing, because what they're expecting is the hype I'm talking about whenever I say about talk about the Shogun assassination arc, and and whenever I'm talking about Fair Ocean Sengumi. But what they fail to realize is. If Gintama, if Gintama was serious all the time, it would not be number one for me. The, 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 the reason why it's number one for me is because of all the awesome one-shot stories like Oil Rain, uh, Independence Day, you know, all, all that stuff. And plus, you, you need to spend time with the characters, too. Precisely. Like, that, that's, that's, the po that's the whole point of the first, like, 30, 40 episodes or so. Like, most people don't realize that, you know, oh, yeah, all this cool shit does happen. And, you know, at most points, Gintama can be super amazing, but, like... This isn't the kind of series that's going to reward you right away, which I think is also another thing it has in common with One Piece too. Because yeah. pe people people always hear the hype around One Piece and then they try getting into it, and you know they I don't know maybe they read up to like Captain Kuro or something, which you know I I mean I like that arc, but you know I some people don't, and that's fine. I like that arc too. 
fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I feel like with long running series in general, where there it, there is a payoff, they they expect to be like I don't I don't understand how people expect that payoff like as soon as like within the first because people have this rule where they're always like Man, okay if this doesn't get me in like three or five episodes I'm just dropping it like. I kind of I kind of understand that to an extent, but with some series, I don't feel like people can apply that rule. Honestly. No, yeah, I, I I agree one hundred percent, man, and as, especially since a lot like I've noticed that a lot of the newer generation loves to watch uh, seasonals more than series from before that that were much longer. So like I've I've noticed that on a lot of on a lot of newer lists from people who are up and coming just getting into anime, the the like the longest series they would have watched is something like Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood or Yu Hakusho, which only goes up to about 112 episodes. Mm-hmm. So so if they see something around the length of Gintama or anything around the, which is like 316 episodes, they're like oh man, no, we 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 got to chill. You, you, <laughs> you want you want to know what the fucked up thing is? Is that yeah, Gintama is over 300 episodes at this point, but it's still shorter than the Bleach anime. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's still like the shortest shonen anime you could get into. Yeah, b- besides Hunter Hunter. Yeah, that that's true. Besides Hunter Hunter, but um, so that's really saying something. Um, when a shonen series is short. Yeah. But uh, I think we can move on to the next question. Yeah, gotcha. Um, let's see. We we got a comment here from uh, Chris Rose Serva, who uh, I I had to tweet this one out because I really like this comment. Um, and he or she says, uh, I love Gintama, and it's quite sad not much people know about the awesomeness of it. I want to talk about Gintoki himself. Unlike other shonen manga characters who are teen- who are teenagers and are hot-headed, Gintoki is a veteran of life lessons, being lazy and mean, but at the same time calculated and extremely observant. Gintoki carries old and new burdens without letting anyone know for who knows how long. When you see a smile, it's never a carefree smile. You see a man smiling despite the deep sorrow that never really went away. A man battling his fate to fight for others and hides everything with his smile and carefree attitude. Yet he still moves forward without wallowing in the sorrow or self-pity. You see the determination of protecting the people he cares for shining through his soul. How can you not respect someone like him? 100%. One of the greatest comments ever written. <laughs> yeah beautiful good it couldn't have said it any better myself as to why i love gintoki so much yeah i don't i don't really think i have anything to add to that other than yeah i agree like i don't know how you can get far enough into gintama and not like gin yeah i i just i don't understand it he's just he's just such an awesome main character and and and, and, and it, it's oh going back to the i guess to the other question but like another thing that I really love is that Sirachi, he lays it out playing out for you. It, it, and and I, what I love about Gintama as well is, sticking <laughs> to the Gintoki thing is, there's so many series in Jump that are about uh, chasing ch- ch- chasing your dreams and, and so, so which is awesome and I'm I'm really inspired by that, especially by One Piece. One Piece really inspired me in that aspect. But when it comes to Gintama, Gintama's trying it, it, what, it, what it's mainly trying to teach you is to to preserve what you already have because Sirachi, he's writing this for the everyday man. You know, and when, whenever he said that, it just hit home so hard. Was like he's writing that he's writing the series with every for the everyday guy, and and just like you said earlier about how any character you feel like that you feel like they're actually a person. Like I I, I understand that completely because that, that's what Sirachi's trying to do. And, and when it comes to Gintoki, he's the main character. He's, he's the epitome of of all of that coming together into one character. So it's beautiful. Yeah, and building a connection with with, with people that are that are close with you, man. Like. 
it, it really emphasizes on having strong relationships with 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 people. Yeah, that Gintama really teaches you that that's probably like probably one of the most important things in life. Mhm. <clears throat> but anyway, I think we're done with the YouTube comments. So, thank you everybody on YouTube who left us a comment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely really really do appreciate it. Awesome questions, guys, and 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 comments just awesome stuff, man. Um, but I think we should get on to some of our last stuff here. We got we got 5 emails. That's about, uh, usually we're lucky to get, like, one, and from the same person every time, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, damn, we've never gotten so many emails on the show, I don't think, um, but maybe except for our Kotsra special that we did, like, years and years ago, but anyway, so let's, uh, let me, I'm gonna get started on the emails here, uh, I'm gonna read this one from, uh, uh, Maria Lu- Lu- Luisa. Um, who says, hi, my name is Maria Luisa. I'm from Brazil. Sorry for my bad English. And it's okay. I'll see if I can, uh, edit some of your English for you if you'd like. Uh, Maria says, basically, you know, she, she really likes Gintama, but, uh, apparently over in Brazil, uh, the fandom's kind of small, which is a shame because Gintama is one of the best anime of all time, personally, for her. Uh, she says, however, uh, she always tries to convince her friends to watch it. So her question is, what should she do to convince people to watch Gintama? And I think she's asking why Gintama isn't so popular in the West. Um, that's a bit of a loaded question. Why Gintama isn't so popular in the States? And how could she convince one of her friends to watch it? Um, I don't know. Like, personally, what I did for a lot of my friends is... You know, like, usually when I've, whenever I want to watch an anime with my friends, I'm usually just like, hey, let's just watch a thing. I think the blinder your friends are to Gintama and the less they know about it, the better, actually. True. I agree 100%. Yep. Make them believe it's a comedy anime. Do it. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I think, I think we might have mentioned that earlier. I forgot. But yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's better to maybe not tell them about the more story centered serious stuff because again that that builds sort of this high expectation of of of, of an amazing action show which i mean kintama can be but it's not like that all the time unfortunately but um if they ask you what kintama's about just tell them it's just a comedy tell them it's just a funny show that you like you know maybe maybe give them a little bit of the premise you know tell them about uh how it's set in old Japan and basically aliens take over and there's this one samurai guy. Maybe, you know, give them, give them the basics if they want to know. Um, but otherwise, you know, if, if you, if you can, you know, just, you know, just, just kind of maybe like put it on or something as something for your friends to do if you guys are bored or something. Yeah. Like, um, like uh, I'll give you a quick example. Whenever I go over to some of my pal's house, we, we we would it's almost always something comedy related so that's how i got into bills above uh, all those years ago i we were just watching random clips we thought it was hilarious and i just continued on from there usually when something's funny it's always better to watch it like with your friends so if they think it's funny enough they like the story enough they're probably going to end up watching it on their own mhm so i I, w- I would recommend showing uh so, some some like the funnier stuff yeah personally and um if they insist on watching it in order because you know some people are like that me me included um I would say my my best advice is I always try to convince people to get up to at least episode 8 or 9 of Gintama. Because uh, episode 8, for those who don't remember, is essentially uh, Gin's first duel with Kondo, and then episode 9 being Hichikata getting his revenge. Um, I think both of those episodes show how good of a main character Gin is. 
especially with Gin acting all noble and stuff at first with Kondo and then being like, "Ha, you fuck! I, I, I tampered with your weapon. I'm, I'm an asshole." <laughs> like that. That's that's a really great like misdirection. A very great reveal that shows you, oh, this. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, oh, this this guy isn't uh, what I was expecting, huh? Okay, this might be funny. So yeah, I I always tell people to at least get up to those episodes and you know if they want to keep watching it from there, that's good for them. And then your next goal should be Benny Zakra, which uh, is kind of a bigger gap, but whatever. For for for, for me, it'll probably go nine, episode seventeen, and then and then uh, I don't know because as as of late, I remember it was the same thing for me and 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 my friend Mac who who went into it blindly. Memory loss caught me completely off guard. So I, that 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 arc will always forever hold a special place in my heart, okay. but. I, for, as for like the next big arc, yeah, I would definitely say Benny Zakra because Benny Zakra usually does cause like someone to say, "Whoa, this is this is crazy. Well, something's going down here." Yeah, you know, with Kotsur and everything. So it's yeah, I, I definitely say I, after Benny Zakra, if you're still if you're still just uneasy about it, I just say keep going, just keep going because there's going to be an arc or a character that's really going to uh, fit your your liking. So yeah, there's there's always something for everybody in Gintama. Like I was I was just talking with a friend today about. Uh, Actually, a little, a little bit about the Shogun assassination arc and how the first episode of that is like. And she was like, "Oh, I don't know. It seems like tones kind of clash with me." And I, I didn't get a chance to tell her, but um, this particular friend of mine is um, is uh, in the middle of watching JoJo's and uh, likes it likes it so much that she's up to part six now. <laughs> and you know, she's been talking about how awesome Jolene uh, is. You know, the the main female character of uh, part six of JoJo. And, uh, which, I actually haven't read part six, so I can't, I, I don't have an opinion on it, which really sucks, because I do want to read that part of JoJo at some point. Mm-hmm. But, um, she doesn't, I, I feel like she probably wouldn't like a lot of the humor, because, you know, like we said earlier, people, some people don't like reference humor, and that's fine, because, you know, reference humor sometimes is kind of lazy, and sometimes isn't funny. If you don't get the joke, it's fine. P- comedy subjective people are different, and you can't really change that, but, you know, if, and I'm, I'm assuming if she doesn't like that, she'll probably like the female characters because I've been talking with her and she's been talking about how, oh, my God, the female characters in JoJo are so good. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't want to come off like an asshole. But personally, I think, again, another tangent, but I feel like and this is coming from somebody who hasn't even finished part four. So put down your pitchforks. <laughs> but I feel like so far, the female characters of JoJo, while I don't think they're bad at all they're very underwhelming except for like one or two okay I, I can again that's that. just me personally like lisa lisa's great she's a great character in fact i think i think we should have gotten more of her but everyone else i either don't really care about or don't really leave an impression on me so that's just me yeah you, you should you should definitely be part part, part six uh jo, jolene is one of my favorite um characters that's in, in anime manga that, see that's that's what people say and i'm I I believe everybody. I just I suck at reading manga, and I always take too long to get the stuff. And it, <laughs> and it really sucks because I, I want to fix that. But yeah, so I'm again on another note. I am excited to read part six and part seven too. But yeah, essentially, you know, uh, like I was saying earlier, if th- there's always something for everybody in Gintama, they they will like something about it um, if they get far enough. But um, as for why Gintama's not so uh, popular in the States, um, there's a lot of reasons for that. <laughs> Comedy's kind of too Japanese, I think. Yeah. 
And, and, and the thing is, like, after watching Adult Swim for so many years, Gintama can, it can definitely, look, if they, if, if Crayon Shinchan worked uh, if, on, on, on freaking uh, Adult Swim, like, uh, Gintama could have too. But I think, I think it was, I don't know, it, it, I think the main reason is because we, we never, we never just got a dub. You know, they, they, they never went all out and gave us an actual dub. And, you know, even though some of the Viz uh, translations, you know, are, are, are a bit iffy or some of them, you know, they actually work. But I actually think if they would have gone in a dub, changed a couple of the things and, and, and they would have continued, we would have had at least a decent success. Put it on Adult Swim, which is and it's a perfect show for it. It's just half comedy, half uh, half action. So it would it would have been would have been great. But it just it never got to that television push. And usually, when people hear of Gintama, they always hear of oh, it's just a parody anime. Yeah. And and if and if, and if people don't like comedy, then they're not going to check it out. Yeah. And like, see, I actually, I really do think that like, hmm, let's say let's say in a in a perfect world, Funimation got it, and they put like their top tier actors on this. I actually really wouldn't mind Funimation rewriting a lot of the jokes as they see fit. Because I, I think if you get some people on there who know how to write comedy, but still, like, uh, I mean, I mean you know, ch- change some of the jokes, I really wouldn't mind, it's fine. Even if even if you have to, like, really force it and, like, have to rewrite a joke where, like, they're talking about a Japanese celebrity, but it's going to be kind of weird to change because they kind of appear as an image in the background of the screen, and you have to, like, I don't know, say... Uh, I don't know, they they make fun of, uh, fuck, I don't know, uh, again, just just some random Japanese person who happens to be a, uh, a celebrity over there, uh, I don't know, call him Britney Spears, I really don't care, like, <laughs> I, I, again, such good <laughs> examples, but, I don't know, like, I feel like if they, like, I really wouldn't mind if they had to change some, a lot of the jokes, because I think as long as you, like, change the jokes a little bit, but at the same time, like, keep the spirit of the show and keep the story the same. Like, I think it'd be a lot of hard work, but I feel like it could be done. And I mean, I mean, I'd really hate for them to, like, like cha- change the comedy enough for it to, you know, not completely alienate um, an American audience. But, like, again, you got you got to keep some of that character stuff in as best you can. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's it's it'd be such a hard thing to tackle, honestly. Um, and I feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't. A lot of like diehard Gintama fans who aren't as open to change probably wouldn't like that. But I mean, hey, it's probably not going to happen anyway. So you guys don't have anything to worry about. I don't know. I I just I want a I want a dub better than what Sentai gave us. Like I want same. Like I I want a dub that like will. I want a dub that can find a balance between, um, maybe changing, again, change, maybe you don't have to change all the jokes. You don't have to change all of them. Maybe just, like, a lot of the really, like, very specific, like, super obscure Japanese pop culture ones, possibly. Um, because, again, I, I know I've talked about this on the podcast, but, like, in the original uh, opening for the Benizakura movie, uh, Gintoki makes a mention of the Yoshida brothers, who I guess are, like, a, a, a duo of shamisen players, which I've heard some of their music. They're actually not that bad. But uh, in the dub, they still keep that reference. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't I don't know who those are. Like, <laughs> yeah, stay stay true enough to uh, stay true enough to the show where, like, you don't completely have to change the characters. 
But I feel like you could change a lot of the jokes and make it work. It it would just have to take somebody who, one, knows the show very well and can translate the show uh, very well, and two, you know, somebody who can write comedy. If you can get a duo together like that, I think you got a solid product. Yeah, I agree. Now, now whether that, that'll, uh, you know, guarantee its success, uh, that's a whole nother story. And... I mean, I, don't, I feel like that's the biggest barrier for an American audience is just it's comedy. But, you know, again, also the fact that, again, it's it's a long shonen show, so nobody wants to get into it because it's so long. I just I just don't have the time to do it. Like, because, you know, someone's going to, you know, because obviously someone's going to put a gun up to my head and make me finish finish all of it in one sitting. You know, like, I I can't just take my time <laughs> with it. No, no, like. People make way too many excuses to not watch a long-running thing because, you know, nobody has time. You, you you have time. You just don't want to do it. Don't, 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 don't lie to me. I hate it when people do that. I'm sorry. This, this, this is another tangent. No, no. I, I, I understand. <laughs> no, actually, I remember there was this one time where I was talking to a guy or something. I, don't, I forget where, where, who this was, but I was talking to a guy and I... For some, I think we were talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender or something, and I was tell, and I think he told me, "Oh yeah, I heard of that show," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's actually a pretty good show. You should watch it." And then he's like, "Oh, but the problem is, it's 60 episodes. I don't have time to watch all that. I I really wish they would come out with some kind of like uh, abridged kind of digest for it or something." And I'm like, "No, don't do that. Like that." takes away from the impact of the show and how much time you spend with the characters and ah. Uh-huh. No, don't do that. Like, whatever. I, I don't know what, I don't, what's wrong with people? People don't have the time, I guess. Whatever. People just don't want to give time. What's wrong with people, Recon? I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, if you don't want to get into a show and you're not interested, then you're not interested. I, that's fine. I understand that. But it's like, you know, don't make excuses. Just be like, hey, I'm not interested. You know, like, that, that, that annoys me so much. <laughs> But uh, anyway, <clears throat> I think we should get on to our next email because we could we could literally I could literally spend an entire podcast talking about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, right? We really good. So uh, we got an email from uh, KK's World Nineteen asking us uh, who would we like to marry in Gintama and why. Um, my my answer is nobody, because I'm not really like attracted to any of the characters at all that and like they're all kind of assholes i don't want to i don't want to spend the rest of my life with any of them (laughs) but i guess if i had to give a answer i don't know i guess uh god see it's really hard to even pick a choice of jess because it's like i mean scuyo's hot i'm not gonna lie um yeah but but she is a raging alcoholic so that would be kind of traumatizing <laughs> to deal with. And plus, she could literally kill you, just like everyone else. And then, you know, Otai can be nice, but she's also really fucking scary, and she can't really cook for shit, so there's that. Um, God, like, I really wouldn't marry anybody in the show, like, at all. I would go with, uh, I, I, I okay. <laughs> See, because my whole thing is, man, you know, I already know me. I, I, I would love Tama myself. Well, okay, there you go. That's actually that's not a bad choice. Oh, but uh, anyway, uh, our next email is uh, is from uh, Meowth nine hundred who uh, 
talked to her quite a lot on Twitter. You should follow her. Um, uh, who basically says, oh, hey, happy th- three-year anniversary. Uh, I'm not caught up to the Gintama manga yet, but I'm hoping to once the anime ends uh, so I can catch up. Uh, my question for the show is, what squad would I be in the Gintama universe? Like, if I'd be hanging out in the Gintama universe, what group of characters would you see me with? Now, now Meowth, um, that would require that uh, Recon and the rest of the audience know you, which they don't. So, uh, I, so in order to fix that, I would suggest uh, following uh, Meowth on Twitter or uh, Allison, as she's also as she also likes to go by. Um, is, is she is she, is she a One Piece fan? I think I've seen I think I've seen her. Yeah, yeah, she's a One Piece fan. Okay, yeah, I think I, I, I think I, I think I've seen her um, on Twitter before. Yeah, so um, I I think I talked to Allison enough to where I could probably answer this question. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Allison is very snarky, very sarcastic, um, and uh, has a lot of very unpopular opinions, such as um, oh god, what was uh, what was the last thing we didn't agree on? Um, she she says a lot of stuff that I'm surprised she says. Um, I think the last thing I remember her saying is that Erased wasn't very good. Which, I mean, I guess it's not really, like, an unpopular opinion, depending on who you are, because there's plenty of people who think it's good and people who think it's bad, but, I mean, I don't know, I, that's a whole other discussion for, like, a whole other podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, I feel like in that sense, you, you, you would probably fit in with the odd jobs. Like, I, I feel like that's sort of a cop-out answer, but at the same time, like, that's kind of an easy answer. Um... So there you go. You're part of Odd Jobs Gin. Uh, welcome to your first day of your new job. <laughs> and, you know, forget about school. Forget about. Well, I guess not. Forget about free time. Cause you'll probably have a lot of free time at work. But for, you know, now for, that you're, forget about ever having a salary. Yeah, forget about ever making money. Your 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 new job is uh, being a person at Odd Jobs Gin. Just a person. You don't even get a title. Um, <laughs> it's better than being glasses. Well, I guess I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> So uh, let's go on to our next email here from uh, from Sid, who, uh, for those of you who may not remember, uh, was a past guest. Um, I had him on to cover Ubi Bozu, and uh, I also uh, he also helps co-host a podcast with me called uh, Manga Mavericks that you can find at allcomic.com, a bi-weekly show. You should check it out if you like manga. But uh, anyway, so... Uh, Sid, uh, Sid congratulates uh, the podcast on its third anniversary. Thank you, Sid. Um, uh, Life Lessons is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and it was an honor and a whole lot of fun to cover the Ubi Bozu arc with you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you cover certain arcs coming up in the future. The planned interview with uh, Joy of the Joey, or Nada, and of course, more frequent co-hosting appearances by Josh Dunham and King Recon. So there you go. There you go, Recon. You should, you should be on my podcast more. <laughs> I would love to. Well, uh, we will try. I'm trying to get some kind of um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rotation going. I need yeah. to find. I need to find more people actually. Um, so now on to the questions. Uh, since your podcast is named after the series chapter titles, uh, number one, which is the funniest of Sirachi's life lessons? Number two, which ones do you or have you followed in real life? And number three, which resonated with you the most on an emotional level? Basically, which one is your favorite? Um, let's see. Uh, he he has more to the email, but we can we can answer some of these first. Um, okay. So um, yeah, you, you go ahead, so that way I can, I can I can rehear the questions. All right. So um, do I have a favorite one? I a good good thing I read some of these ahead of time. I kind of cheated here. Sorry, Recon. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
yeah, good thing I have this whole stack of manga right in front of me. Um, so I can just g- flip through and be like, oh, there's my favorite. Um, let's see. Uh, I had one here. I'm trying to find real quick. I believe it was chapter 15. Um, actually, no, that, that one wasn't it. It was, uh, chapter 22. The one I think is the funniest, which would be, uh, Stress makes you bald, but it's stressful to avoid stress, so you end up stressed out anyway, so in the end, there's nothing you can do, and, um, I think that's probably the truest statement I've ever seen, <laughs> um, which, uh, for those of you who don't remember, is, I believe, the episode title for, uh, for Tatsumi, the firefighters, uh, episode, uh, the one with the soap bubbles, that, that's yeah. a really good episode, mm-hmm. but, uh, Yeah, that is a good episode. Yeah, that's, it's, it's funny because I can relate to it a lot, because, you know, I I stress out over everything. Like, I always worry about everything and overthink everything, and I try not to stress out about things, but then they just kind of keep coming back to haunt me, and it's just... Like, uh, that that's that's pretty much my life in a nutshell. Like, and, and I think most people can relate to that, too, honestly. Uh, but let's see. Which one which one do I follow in real life? Um, Okay, so let me look here in Volume 2, because I have this one written down, too. It was uh, Volume 2, Chapter 7... Uh, keep a promise even if it kills you, which is essentially uh, uh, the debut of uh, Otsu. Okay, nice. Th- that one I try to follow as closely in real life as I can, because, see, I I have this thing where I do not believe in making promises unless I know I can keep them. So, something I like to say a lot is, I don't know, like, hey, I'm going to try and do this. But I'm not, but I can't make any promises, you know, like, mm-hmm. I personally, I, I just, I just don't, I don't like making promises I can't keep, because then I feel bad. Um, so I don't know, that, that's, that's just, that's just something I like to follow as, like, a general rule of life, I guess. Um, and I think that's, that's something that pe- most people should follow in the first place. Um, I mean, not to get too preachy, but, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just a good rule to follow, I think, um. Don't make a promise unless you really believe that you can keep it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, let's see, which one resonated with you the most on an emotional level? Uh, basically, our favorite. So, let's see, volume three, I have this one written down as well. <clears throat> I, I guess I have, like, chapter 15 and 43 written down, so let's let's see which one I had written down here. Uh, let's see, chapter 15, uh... Okay, yeah, one of my favorite uh, chapter titles actually would have to be from chapter 15. Uh, Boys have a weird ritual that makes them think they turn into men when they touch a frog. And, like, that one's kind of my favorite thanks to the podcast because there was a... For those who don't know, uh, that chapter takes place right after the the, uh, the Harusame episode where um, where basically the frog Amanto that was kind of involved with the Harusame, because I think he was a part of the Bakufu or whatever... He was doing, like, uh, illegal trades and taking bribes from the Harusame to keep the Bakavu off their back so they can sell their paradise drugs. And so, you know, with all the stuff that happened with Harusame, you know, basically the Bakavu were like, hey, Shinsugumi, protect this guy. And, um, God, this was one of those chapter titles where when I covered it on the episode, I was like, man, I don't really see how this fits. And then... Um, this was around the point in the podcast where my where one of my good friends, Jonathan Wintenberg, who some of you may remember as uh, the host of the Pony Bits podcast that we used to do on and off. Uh, I, it, I, I loved having him on the podcast for specifically the Life Lessons segment because 
Um, I think I might have talked about it a little bit on the on the podcast last time, but and my fr- my friend John is he's a ve- he's kind of like Sakamoto. He's a very goofy guy on the outside, but on the inside, he's a very very deep thinker. So you know, when I asked him, hey, you know, how does this relate to the chapter? Because I don't fucking get it. He's um, God, I wish I could remember what exactly he said. Um, I think he he essentially said something along the lines of how like. Basically, you know, the Amanto that the Shinzagumi have to protect is obviously a frog Amanto. So, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, the Shinzagumi are basically given this, this order to protect this figure from the Bakafu, who just happens to be a frog. Um, and, you know, and the fact that Kondo is kind of the only one who takes this order seriously, you know, basically makes him a real man. Um, so. Again, I, I know John, my friend John probably uh, probably worded that a lot better than I did, but th- th- you, well, that still sounded good. Yeah, it, th- that's essentially the idea. So, God, I, I was really impressed because I would have never came up with that, but in, but in hindsight, it's kind of obvious. Um, but anyway, um, do you have your uh, life lessons ready, Recon? I do, but they're they're from they're, they're future titles. Is that okay? Um. That that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll I will allow it. All right. Awesome. Okay. So all right. So okay. Can can you read me them in order? Which one is the funniest? Do you think? Okay. Ah, oh, yeah. This is okay. There 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 is one that that like always stuck out to me. This one from from four thirty six from less than four hundred thirty six, and that's a new Sentai's <laughs> new Sentai series seem to start out as things you could never approve of, but by the last episode, you don't want them to go away. It, yeah. it, it just every single time I, I think of that, I always think of all the Sentai series that I've ever watched, or or or, or ever like oh man, dude, Sentai man, freaking Sentai, but but like it's just so it's just such a random title that one and and the one from uh it, it was the one that was like women like Vegeta, men like Piccolo. Like, I remember <laughs> just stumbling upon that one day and I was like, what? Oh, this is cool. I, I love it. Yeah, the, I mean, both of those are like really true when you think about them, though. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's what makes them funny. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, it's, it's always that awesome stuff when it comes to life lessons. So, what, what what was the next one? Um, so which which ones have you followed in real life? Uh, I would have to go with the one that that goes. Um, adults also get excited about kids' summer vacations, which is uh, the, the, I believe it was for one seventy eight, chapter one hundred seventy eight, and and this one I I definitely follow because. Every single time that I see summer vacation rolling around, you know, no matter how old I get, I will always get like extremely excited and giddy. I'll be like, "Yes, it's it's finally time for summer." Even though I have to work and I might even have to go to school sometimes, I'll always get that sort of enjoyment and excitement that I did whenever I was younger. And it it just always goes to show me that I should never stop being a kid at heart, as as old as as I may get, because it, the, the the best way to live life is by being a child at heart. So that, that that's the way I always take that title. Um, I can, I can agree with a lot of that, though. I mean, I, I still kind of get, ex- I, honestly, I, I just, I get excited for, like, sunny weather in general. Yeah. Honestly, nowadays, like, you know, I get, I get kind of excited for summer, too, because that means I get to, you know, go out and play more and stuff, you know, sp- 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 spend some, spend some time out in the sun, you know, when I'm, yeah, like, like you said, when, when I'm not working or, I mean, I'm, I'm not really going to school at the moment, so, like, I feel like because of that, it's like, I, I don't I don't have that feeling of man I've been trapped in school for 
for almost a whole year, I can finally go out and have free time. But unfortunately, sans work, I kind of have too much free time. So now it's not as special, but like, I, I, I can still relate to that feeling though, somewhat. And then, uh, which one has, uh, either like resonated with you the most or, or, or basically your favorite? See, this this one's tough. I I would I would love to answer this uh, again one day with an actual serious answer. But off off of the top of my head, one that resonated with me a lot, as 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 it's like I said earlier, um, as a person who is who is currently writing a a novel and is trying to become a successful author, one of the ones that I really loved was uh, making light of early plot elements is fatal. And and, and uh, do you remember that 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 was, that was a part of the feigned illness illness arc? Oh, oh yeah, that that just recently got animated in the anime a couple months back. Yeah, I remember. And Sarachi was basically touching upon the whole uh, the whole Yato joke. I don't want to get too too deep into it. Just I mean, no, it's know. okay. It's, it's it's kind of a running joke throughout the whole thing. Where like, you know, later, yeah, it, it is a bit inconsistent. Where like, oh, the Yato need to stay out of sunlight, but oh, Kagura, there have been times where you haven't been using your umbrella. What the fuck's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's just that's just a, like a cla- classic like Sirachiism kind of thing. Pre- precisely, and that's exactly why I love it because it resonates with me. So where, you know. Even though, like in in another series, I I, I feel like someone would have taken this plot hole and would have would have like just gone in on it. It's like no, it's, would have been it, like no, this this series is stupid now. Yes. I don't like this anymore. But precisely, but but it's because of the way that Sirachi can make fun of his own inconsistencies and flaws that that, that make the series so special. And I always take that into consideration whenever whenever I'm writing. And it, it it's it was just one of those titles that really really meant something to me. And plus with Gintama, like, the Gintama's world is so crazy enough that, you know, anything can happen so often that you're just kind of, when stuff like that is brought up, I mean, also, you know, Gintama breaks the fourth wall all the time, so it's like, oh, that, oh yeah, that's a funny thing, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) For real, right? Like, I mean, I've talked about it on the show before, Sirachi isn't always the most careful writer ever you know like and 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 he and he he makes fun of himself for that quite a lot so i respect that about him Mm -hmm. without a doubt but uh now now for the other part of the question um uh sid has some specific questions relevant to uh the chapter we covered so i guess we can just kind of go in uh we can we can we can kind of break this down here so uh number one uh despite his peaceful nature hedoro's race the takini tribe is considered one of the three great warrior alien races alongside the yato and the shinra tribes assuming they were both equal in numbers if an army of takini and an army of yato were to fight one another which do you think would come out on top and if hedoro and umibozu were to fight each other who do you think would win would you like to go first or do you want me to go first I I think I have an easy answer to this. I honest, okay. honestly honestly the Yato would win. Same. Like I feel the same way. Like I mean, yeah, the the whole thing with Hidoro and his tribe is that oh yeah, you know, they look scary, but they're actually like really nice. So, I mean, I doubt that I mean, I don't know, it's weird cuz um oh, what was it? I think in the Rengoku Khan arc, um the the Amanto that ended up replacing Kitamaru as like the 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 demon of the ring or whatever they called him. You remember when 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 Kitamaru dies and um you know they replace him with that Amanto looking guy. You know we the, the Tendoshu guy at the battle arena says that you know uh, that he is that he he was a Dakini. 
And we saw how he could fight, so I guess it's possible for Dakini to be able to fight. I wonder if it's just Hidoro's family that that is that is the more like peace loving of of their tribe. That is a good point. That is a good point. Yep. So I I guess like I guess if they if they were fighters and they had more experience, I mean, again, we don't really know because Hidoro doesn't really come back too often. We don't really mm-hmm. know much about him. Yeah. But assuming that, you know, if he ever gained any kind of fighting experience, I'm sure he maybe he'd put up a fight. Okay. Because, I mean, from what we've seen, you know, even later on, like, they're pretty resilient. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess they'd put up a fight, but I feel like ultimately the Yato would win. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way, mainly because I look at I look at the Yato as the Saiyan race of the Gintamaverse. Essentially, yeah. So, so... Uh, uh, they're they're the most powerful. I mean, they're they're everything. All all their problems, um, their relationships, all of them stem from battle. You know, they they get stronger both in their relationships and their their physical uh, and their fighting abilities, and, and even even in emotional moments sometimes through through fighting. Like they're they're enti- everything. Everything about them comes from combat. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like the Yato would take it. Yeah, and I and also I feel like Umibozu would destroy the fuck out of Hidoro. Yeah, and possibly Hidoro and his probably his entire family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I feel like maybe they could put up a fight, possibly, but I feel like I feel like they wouldn't do too much damage to Umibozu because Umibozu is pretty damn strong. Um, yeah, extremely. Like you'd you'd have to come see Hidoro's problem is you'd have to come at Umibozu with the intent to kill, which we know that Hidoro is very much against. He does he doesn't like the idea of taking a life, so. He would automatically lose. Yeah, good point. So, um, on to the next question. Um, in honor of that hilarious lone wolf and cub reference, who do you find more adorable, Daigoro or Baby Kagura? Also, which rocks that cart better, in a fashion kind of way, not literally? Um, God, now I feel bad, because I haven't gotten the chance to, um, to read too much lone wolf and cub, but, uh... Me neither, man. I mean, I think Kagura's just cuter than most... Than most anime characters, honestly, than than most anime girls. I, I agree, especially like in her outfit. There, it just it, it's like I talked about in the episode. That was one of my favorite uh, designs in the in the entire chapter. So I I probably go with Kagura. Yeah, I really like that little bunny kimono she had. That was really cute. I never yeah. I never noticed that before. Um, and also the way she's like Chan Chan Chan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, I think it's safe to say that, yeah, Kaga rocks that cart, obviously. Um, Definitely. I, I really need to read Lone Wolf and Cub. I just I just bought it on Comixology the other day, but what kind of turned me off is that the art's flipped. So it's like, oh, man, that's really jarring. I'm going to have to get used to that. I can't I can't read it like a normal manga, and it kind of sucks. But, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it's from what I've heard, it's a good series. And, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, like, it's a... It's a very important piece of work when it comes to kind of the evolution of manga and how it's drawn today. So it's definitely something I need to read at some point, and I have it. I just need to get around to reading it. And if you listen to Manga Mavericks, you know that I suck at reading manga. So we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> I think uh, this is the last question here. So thus far in Gintama, the only Dakini we've seen have been male. What do you think female Dakini look like? 
how do you think Hidoro prepares for dates? And which sexual positions do you think the Dakini like best? Uh, let's see. I think those questions should provide some fun discussion. Once again, happy third anniversary, and I look forward to listening to the next episode and many more to come. Thank you, Sid. Um, oh, man. I... I kind of want a female Takini to just have, like, to, I mean, I, I kind of want them to just, like, look like a normal Takini, but with, like, longer eyelashes, lipstick, and a bow. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, it'd be kind of weird to see a Takini with, like, full breasts. I don't, I don't know. That'd just be. I, I, I can see it because I, I've, uh, I've, 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 I've ever She-Hulk. So I, I I can I I can see it. Well, I mean I, I really yeah, can. There you go. Um, how does Hedoro prepare for dates? I don't know. What do you think, Recon? I mean, obviously he brings flowers. You know, he he he, he likes to. Uh, I, I would say that he brings flowers. He he seems like a very genuinely very really nice guy. If the other if 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 the if his mate is is isn't intimidated by his look, I think I think he'd be able to woo him over. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't imagine him like trying to date other women who are Takini because they they would be terrified and I would feel sorry for him. Like we we already kinda have that kind of character in Sket Dance. I don't know if I can take that in Gintama. That'd be just really sad. Um Man, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got a good point. At least he has flowers. Like yeah. he would never run out of flowers. So that's a good thing. Um I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know what position he'd like best. I don't know. Um Jesus Christ! I don't even know if I want to think about the doggy style. I don't know. No, he, he he's he's not an aggressive man. I I can't I I can't see. Oh the, God, the, the doggy he'd be style. super submissive then. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true that, true that. So so, I, and he'd be really polite to be like, no, please, I I insist, please get on top. <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, you you be a little cowgirl, all right. Yeah, I, I can see it then. I, I can see it. Christ. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the Dakini would have, like, a weird way of having sex, like, just something very unconventional, kind of like how in, um, what was, it? I think it was in the third scary movie, where, um, where you have that joke where, um, where the aliens don't have genitalia, and they're like, oh, you, oh, yeah. you should see how we pee, and they, and they pee yeah. out their finger, <laughs> and I feel, I, I feel like there'd be something weird like that, like, oh, we just, like, we just, like, bump horns, I, I I don't I don't know like like literally like bump their horns like like I don't know maybe they ram into like literally ram into each other like like rams that and goats. Funny. I I feel like I feel like that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. Christ. Um thank you Sid for all the very uh very creative <laughs> questions. Um but I I think we got uh, one one last email here uh from uh, our our good good friend of the podcast and very vocal listener Leah, who uh, says hi Colton and Recon. Uh, three three years have passed Hello. already, huh? Two more until the big five year anniversary we promised back in the first year. I swear I will come. So let everyone know. And Jay better get that damn sheet cake. How Jasmine said with legit cream icing, no whipped cream crap, along with. Uh, she, I think she met Hasegawa, but she says along with "can't get a job" guy's face in parentheses. <laughs> um, that's Hasegawa, Leah. Uh, along with Hasegawa's face on the front. I don't know if I could eat a Hasegawa cake. That'd be kind of depressing. Hasegawa cake sounds delicious. Like just, uh, yeah, that'd be a great way to celebrate five years of this podcast. Just like, 
hey, happy an happy five year anniversary. Here's Hasegawa's face. Actually, even it'd be even funnier if it were like Hasegawa hanging from a noose. That would be so bad out of context. Actually, that's bad like out and end of context too. That's just bad in general. <laughs> I mean, either way, like he'd look depressed. He wouldn't look happy. I don't know. Yeah. I I'll have to decide on what image I want to use. It's got to be a happy image of Hasegawa. Something. I don't know. I'll never forget, and neither should you, or I will find you and fight you in the Denny's parking lot. Oh, no. That sounds bad. <laughs> the Denny's parking lot. Yeah. Sh <laughs> I, I feel like that's a reference to something that I forgot. Um, uh, now on to the questions for the chapter. Uh, the good stuff. Uh, how did Hidoro get that scar on his face? Be creative. The crazier, the better. Would you judge him for how he looks or how he acts? Personally, I find that he's a bit nuts when protecting nature and wildlife. Humans are living things, too. Maybe a paper bag on his head will help or style his hair to look like a flower. He could also go for some dental work on those huge teeth. And that's just kind of the, the end of the email. Um, I, I, think, I think I might have mentioned that on the manga recap. I forget. Um... I think I mentioned, oh yeah, he has a scar on his face. I was actually kind of wondering the same thing, because, you know, like, obviously he's not a fighter, so he probably got it on accident? Oh, this, this, is, this is very interesting. And knowing, knowing the way that his house is, there, there's many different things he could have gotten that scar from. Hmm. If, if he got it there. If, if not, he got it in the Joy War. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, hmm. Well, see, he, he doesn't like killing, though, so I don't really see him being a part of the war. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 but what about if he became that way after the war, kind of like how Gintoki was? See, now that would be interesting. Huh. I, I, I never thought about it like that. Huh. Um, yeah, maybe, like, I, I could see that. Um, but what's, what's, a, what's a stupid way he'd get a scar, though? Um, hmm, let's see. Uh, he somehow stabbed himself with his own horn? I don't know how that works. <laughs> I, I I can honestly see him shattering shattering one one of his. Okay, so let's just say that that, that he's walking out of his house one day, okay. and one of the one of the te well, one of the pots just falls right down on his head, man. But but that's not what causes it. You see, it, one of the shards pops off. It bounces off the wall, <laughs> comes back. It cuts one of the flowers, and he gets mad at the flower, or he, or he gets mad that the flower got cut in half by the shard. He looks at the shard. He, he intends to fight the shard, but he doesn't. The shard then cuts him. So that's the, so so that, that 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 that's how he got. Are cut. you are you telling me? I mean, maybe you're not saying this, but are you telling me that the shard becomes like sentient and starts fighting him? Because that would be <laughs> yes. like that would be like super yes. weird and dumb, but I would love it. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I mean, Leah did say the crazier the better, so there you go. Um, yeah, it's it's it, he had to have gotten it on accident. Like, I feel like I feel like Sirachi would be like, oh yeah, that um he uh he 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 uh he tripped in the bathtub. I don't know, so, just something really <laughs> dumb like that. I don't know. Um, so uh, let's see. Would you judge him for how he looks or how he acts? I mean, if we're being completely honest, um, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, you shouldn't judge people by their cover, but I mean, in Hidoro's case, yeah, I think it's pretty easy to be scared at him the first time you see him, like, oh my god, it's a monster, he's going to kill me. Yep. 
Very true. But I, uh, I mean, how he acts. Um, I mean, I feel like how he acts. Like if I saw how he acted, I, I'd be kind of uneasy. I'd still be like, oh, I don't know. But I, I'd be like, mm, okay, maybe I could trust him. Maybe. Maybe. Like I feel like I wouldn't be as stubborn as like Gin and be like, oh, you know how you should you shouldn't you know judge people by their cover. Uh, that's what stupid people say. <laughs> you you, oh, you yeah. shouldn't believe that. <laughs> Um, I feel like I wouldn't be that stubborn, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like once you got to know him, he'd be nice. Um, as, as for him, like, you know, being nuts when it comes to protecting nature and wildlife. Yeah, it's a bit, it's not weird, but like, I don't know. Like I, God, I don't know. For some reason, this, this, this is like giving me flashbacks to like when I was in middle school and, uh, we were on the playground. I call it the playground, but it was just like a blacktop with maybe, like, two basketball hoops. There wasn't really much of a playground. Uh, we just kind of hung out. I remember hanging out in the shade by by the tree, and I saw an anthill. I was still pretty immature, so I was like, I'm going to stomp that anthill for no reason. And then this this girl got on me and was like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just stomping an anthill. And she was like, you shouldn't do that. They haven't done anything to you. And I'm like, I guess, whatever, you're a bitch. I didn't say that to her, <laughs> but that's probably what I was thinking. Um, I was not a, I was not a nice kid. Colson backstory here <laughs> on Life Lessons Podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, dude, I, God, like, I, I, I should tell you about the time where, like, when, when I used to get made fun of for my weight in, in the first grade, I think, and I would get, I got so sick of it at one point that I actually started sitting on kids. Oh my god. Yeah, I actually started sitting on kids because I got so sick and tired of people making fun of me for my weight. And then a bigger, fatter kid came to sit on me. And, and I was essentially like, oh my god, I've been doing that to people? God damn, I'm never gonna do that again. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be nicer from now on. And by nicer, I'm gonna be a doormat for like the next nine years of my life. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm over that phase of my life now. But anyway, tangents aside, I don't know, like, as a kid, I never would care about just killing bugs just because, because, you know, you know, you have, we all have those moments where we all like to, you know, take out the magnifying glass and burn ants and be like, now I am God, you know, <laughs> but very like sadistic moments because kids are horrible, like pretty much said and done. Um, I don't know, like as a kid, I never really cared, but as I've grown older, unless it's like a spider or a cricket or something, I I don't usually kill bugs. Well, actually, that's not true. I still kill bugs, but I mean, like, I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll have the moment where I'm like, you know what? No, you get to live. Yeah, I, I have the same moment, too. I'm like, you know what? You must live, especially after watching, after going through Parasite. Oh, yeah. You must live. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, geez, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. We're, we're all pretty sadistic on the inside in some shape or form. Um... But um, I think I think that's about it for the email. So thank you, Leah, for sending the email. And thank you, all of you guys, for sending us all this feedback. Um, we really appreciate it. But um, I guess uh, before we go, we, we did have, like, two spoil- spoilerish uh, comments, I guess, that we wanted to read. But we just want to let you know that uh, these are dealing with uh, very recent times in the manga, like in the 500s with the Shogun assassination arc, the... Shinsengumi arc and the, uh, I guess what they're calling the Rakyo arc now. Basically the stuff I've been reviewing, um, 
if you don't want to, you know, get spoiled on some of this stuff in particular, uh, just skip to the next part of the show, whatever that may be. So, you have been warned. Alright, but I think, I think we can, uh, read these two real quick, uh, talk about these before we end the show, Recon. Okay. Uh, we should start with, uh, Gamer0100, who, um, who has a question about, um, or I guess thoughts on, um, on, uh, Chapter 580. So, um, he says, if you rewatched Yoshiwara and Flames arc, uh, Kamui helps Seita. Uh, now the reason we are probably led to believe is because he wants to mess with Hosen, so he will fight with him, but ever since 580, uh, we are shown that Kamui had a huge complex over his mother and blames Umibozu for her death. What, what if the reason for him helping Seita with his, uh, mother problems is because of his own trauma and doesn't want anyone else to uh, live the same childhood he did. Uh, what do you think about how this was foreshadowed, and what do you think of Conway's character now? Yo, that sounds that sounds extremely interesting. Hold on, I need I need I need to process that for a bit. Yeah, like isn't isn't that kind of interesting? Extremely, that adds like a completely new layer to Yoshiwara. Now, holy crap! Yeah, like for those of you uh, may listen to my reviews, you know that uh, I've kind of had a kind of an awakening with Kamui, sort of, like, an epiphany, because, you know, my thing on Kamui is that, like, like, he was never really around enough for me to care about him, but I think ever since the Shogun assassination arc, we've gotten to kind of spend more time with him and kind of, like, see more characterization for him in general, and I think what we've been getting lately with the manga, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't be happier, because a lot of this stuff with his family, I think kind of adds a whole layer to his character other than, oh, I'm just a murderer, lull. I kill people, and that's fun. Like, there's actually a lot of, like, trauma behind that, and I find that really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And he's not just, like, a senseless killer, but, um... But yeah, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on this, Recon? Dude, that, that that's incredible, man. Just just thinking about it and remembering it. I mean, I don't know if that was Sirachi's intention. I mean, if, if it was, then he's a foreshadowing god. <laughs> but... Yeah, you know what? It fit, and 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 it, it really feels right. So if Sirachi really was planning that long, it does make sense as to why, you know, just just other than you know normal kind of like Kamui pulling a Hisoka in the situation to where he just wants to see the fruits of 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 whoever it is that he's interested in, which at the time was Gintoki, uh, you know, just, just seeing them, you know, become more powerful and and how how interested he was in them. So he just decided to join their side for the bit. The little time being uh, that he was there, but besides that, yo, that would be incredible if that if that was really the reason why he decided to help. That would that would be amazing. Yeah, like I'll be honest, I I haven't watched Yoshiwara in a long time, and I feel like at some point I'm gonna have to rewatch that arc because I, man, because like lately in the manga, I'm, I I hate to date this recording, but at the time of this recording, you know, we're ha- have you read 581 yet? Yeah. Okay, then. You, you've seen Hosen in the manga and all that, yeah. right? Okay, so yeah, so you know we, uh, you know we we've seen Hosen in in Kamui's past and all, and basically how he joined up with the Harusame, essentially, or I guess the beginnings of that. So you know, I I forget that I I honestly forgot that Hosen was the one who kind of taught Kamui how to fight, essentially, like he was his master. Like I I forgot about a lot of stuff like that and just. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it might be time for me to like rewatch Yoshiwara at some point because it, it's a it's a very important arc for Gintama. Like, it's probably one of the most important. But 
it's so weird. Like, it's... I don't know. For, like, compared to other arcs, it's kind of one of my least favorites somehow. I don't really understand it. Like, it's a good arc, and I'm not saying it's bad, but I guess... Like I said, compared to everything else, some, somehow I feel like I like this arc the least. Well, maybe not the least, but it's it's not my favorite, that's for sure. Oh, and I, I understand. Definitely yeah. understandable. I, I don't want to make people think, oh yeah, Yoshiwara, totally at the bottom of my list. Yeah, no. Trust me, there are other... There are other arcs that I would rather watch Yoshiwara over, trust me. Um, but, um, yeah, that's that's a really cool, like, yeah, all this stuff in the manga lately, yeah, kind of puts that, again, like, putting Kamui's actions and his personality into a new perspective that I never thought was there. But, I mean, we, we kind of got, like, some hints to that, you know, in Umibozu when, you know, uh, Kagura mentions how oh yeah you know that you know umibozu and kagura's mother got married because basically out of wedlock and essentially kamui was for lack of a better word kind of a mistake which really is that stigma's really gotta hurt like there's no way that doesn't hurt him at least a little bit yeah definitely i i couldn't imagine living like that honestly um but I guess let's let, let's go on to our uh, other spoiler spoilerific kind of questions. So we actually got one on Reddit from a uh, quickie. So he wants to know uh, how good we think the current arc is at its whole. How does it fare against the previous serious arcs, and how can you see it ending? Um, he has another question, but I think we should maybe talk about that one first. Um, okay. I don't know. Like, sorry, I don't. I don't hate to keep like answering the question first because I feel like I keep taking a lot of your thoughts. But I feel like it's all good. I feel like you and me could probably agree. I'm going to assume here yeah. that that you and I can agree when when I say that I kind of don't want to judge the arc as a whole right now because it's not over. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I safely um, same here. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know because. I like the arc. I mean, I I don't hate it, that's for sure. But I feel like... I don't know. Like, I like this arc, and there are parts of the arc that I really, really like. Like, I, I love Katsura's fight against uh, Shokaku. That's probably, like, the highlight of the arc for me so far, honestly. Um, and then I like kind of, like, the, the character redemption. We're kind of on our way with getting with Nobunobu. I really want to see where that goes. Um... I loved Gintoki's little speech about how he wants to live to eat breakfast in the morning. That was oh, all... that, that, that's my favorite. Yeah, that gym was amazing. That's that's probably like my second or third favorite chapter of the arc. Honestly, yeah, um, same, same. Yeah. Again, like I said, I I can't really judge his arc as a whole because there's still a lot of things like Utsuro. Like, I don't know how I feel about that twist. Still, like, yeah. I know a lot of fans did not like that twist and thought. Sirachi was blasphemous for making somebody as nice as Shoyo be evil, which we don't... I don't know, like, there's still so much we don't know about Utsuro. Like, I think we can assume that, yeah, Utsuro is Shoyo. I, th I think we can safely assume at this point, but, I mean, you never know, like, things can change, but... Again, like I said in my first review, like, just, just because Shoyo might be alive, it doesn't, you know, ruin the impact of Gintoki having to kill off his father figure with his own, with his own blade. Like, yeah. that, that shit's powerful and it still hurts, so. It's, I'm glad you're touching upon Utsuro because he's, he's another reason why I really love this arc so much because 
you know, starting off with uh, with with everything with with Utsuro, and then of course going down with Obro, getting an actual deeper little couple of panels there. But you know, it's just getting at least something into, into Obro's past, which I've been wanting to see for a while. But Utsuro himself is such an interesting character with some of, of, of his dialogue because his dialogue is very reminiscent to the dialogue that Shoyo has, into which a lot of those can really be quoted and put in some books as as some you know crazy you know just wisdom, absolute wisdom and. And it, I'm always so interested in Utsuro's character because he he talks like I don't know he's because he, he he does talk like a like a instead of how Shoyo used to talk like a father figure this man sounds like a grandfather figure <laughs> uh, so it's it's like I don't know I'm super interested in Utsuro and I'm I'm very interested especially after this latest chapter and the way that he spoke to Yubozo saying oh so you met you met someone else of my kind and you know it's, it's just I don't know I, I'm really interested in Utsuro it's, it's just one of those characters that I just can't wait to find out more about. Something I actually would be kind of disappointed in is I really hope, I mean, I trust Sirachi, but, and I don't think, I don't think whatever he does will be bad as long as he has, you know, the guidance of his editor, you know, which, I mean, as good as most manga authors are, you do kind of need that second opinion of, nah, man, you're going way too far. People are not going to like this. Um, What I really hope happens is I hope Sirachi uses Utsuro as a way for Gin to finally let go of the past. I agree. Like, I... Like, I feel like... Like, what other reason would he... Would he have to bring a character like Utsuro into the picture other than, oh, we need a final bad guy? You know? Like, I, I feel like there has to be some higher purpose to him. Oh, oh most definitely. And I actually would be kind of disappointed if Sirachi doesn't use him like that. Because I think... I think this is a this is a good chance for Gin to have like I mean I'm not saying Gin like has never had character development but I mean like if you look all the way you know at the at the beginning of the show you know Gin's already been kind of through his character development like Gin's kind of mostly been the same throughout the series which which isn't a bad thing um cuz you know like he he's kind of like Luffy in a sense where like you know, Luffy threw out all of One Piece again, again with the One Piece comparisons, but, you know, Luffy, all throughout One Piece, has mostly stayed the same character, which I don't think is a bad thing, that doesn't make him a bad character, um, I'm just, I'm just stating facts that, you know, like, at the start of the series, Gin has already been through the war, he's already killed Shoyo and everything, and he's already, he, he had already kind of lost touch with his friends at that point, and it, he was in the middle of trying to live his life while carrying all that stuff that had happened in his past. So I feel like this is a good opportunity that Sirachi can use to give him that character development of finally letting go of the past, because that would be some really powerful stuff. Definitely. And I think that would make Gin just... I, I feel like that'd just be another great way to make just, again, another... Like, it'd be another great way to make him a good character, honestly. Like, I really want that to happen. Like, Same. At a anything i really want that to happen and i hope sirachi does not miss this opportunity if he does i'm gonna be i'm not gonna be like well fucking tama I, there's there goes <laughs> three or four years of my life i'm gonna stop the podcast no i mean i'm not gonna give up on gintama but i mean i would just be incredibly like sad and disappointed in a way yeah yeah i see what you mean because when when it, when it comes to um I I I've always had faith in in Sirachi's final arc after watching Before Ever Yorozuya, because if if that if that was the the original plan 
because with before you with beef for every Yorozuya being the um you know with them fighting off the Tendoshu, those the final bosses and, and all that you know it, it made sense as to why that would be the finale but i feel like sirachi has always had in the back of his mind uh, of a plan of how he wanted to end the series with, with with the way the entire series went if he doesn't go down that route with Kentucky finally, you know, getting getting rid of that thing that was all that was always keeping him from from just letting go. I I feel like that that needs to happen. So if 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 he doesn't do it, I mean, I'm still gonna love the hell out of the series. But I, I feel the same way as you, man. I I, I really do feel like it, it it seriously needs to happen. Like because... it's just it would just be a shame because it just be it it would be an opportunity wasted. Yeah, I agree. Like it would be right up there with. Otai not really doing too much during uh, during the Farewell Shinsengumi arc on Kokuju Island, you know, other than just, like, you know, tending to the wounded. Like, I, I think I was talking about, like, rare instances of being kind of disappointed with, like, one or two characters, and that's definitely one of them. Like, I really... Like, there was kind of no reason for her to be there, unfortunately, and I, and I don't I don't think we can sugarcoat that. Okay. Um, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how how you feel about that in particular recon. Like, I could, I could go on all day about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like for me, I, I felt like her role was fulfilled at the end of the arc. With that, um, yeah, so I, I, I just, I never really thought about it that way. But she definitely could have had more of an impact on Kokujo Island. Yeah, but especially just, when, it, especially yeah. when it came to Kondo and his motivation. Yeah, like I feel like she could have been left behind in Edo. And she still could have had, um, she still could have, you know, had that final goodbye with Kondo, and it honestly wouldn't have changed a thing, honestly. Um, I don't know, that, that's just me, though. Um, okay. But, uh, uh, before we end here, uh, Quickie had another question, so, um, he or she asks if we think Hedoro's tribe has anything in common with the Tendoshu. Uh, every Tendoshu we have seen in the anime, except for Utsuro, has a physical resemblance to Hedoro. So, could this be foreshadowing, or is it just Sirachi trolling us by making us overthink it? Personally, I definitely think it is foreshadowing to something because, first, Sirachi is a master at foreshadowing, and second, he could easily use many characters in the final arc to give answers to a lot of things. For example, Ketsuno Ana's clan's uh, magic powers could be related to the Altena, and her brother could very well be someone truly important in the next arc along with the twin sisters and their dog. That is so true. Very, very good point. I never really thought about Ketsuno Ana's clan coming back into play, but I guess that could happen. Yo, you know who I want to see in the final arc? Prince Hatsuman. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I would love it if Hata... Because, um, you know, he is a prince... Yeah. So he he's got to have like some kind of political power. So I would love for him to like come back somehow in the story and give Gin and the others some kind of like diplomatic immunity or something <laughs> to, to 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 be like that political power behind them now that uh, now 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 that Shigeshige is gone. But yeah. I, but but also at the same time, I feel like with with Nobu Nobu kind of getting his redemption, it looks like I feel like he might have a change of heart and possibly, uh, for some reason, be like, you know what, I like you guys now. I'm gonna protect you. Yeah, you, you guys were cool all along. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna forget the fact that all you guys have punched me in the face. I don't care. You guys are cool. 
It's troll song. Oh uh, yeah, the, oh, the, the little yodeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that song. But I've I've seen a lot of people predict that the the two like Shrine Sisters from way back when. And their little dog, and you know, Sadaharu being a dog god or an Inugami, you know, coming into play. Okay, like, I I could really see that happening, honestly. I can too. Like I I kind of I kind of hope Sadaharu gets like I want him to turn giant and I want him to fight Utsuro. Well, that that'd be cool. That would be amazing. Just a fucking like rabid Sadaharu like going all savage on Utsuro, maybe doing some damage to him, but then. You know, him regenerating, and... Oh god, I hope Sadaharu doesn't die. That's gonna kill me. That, that, that would kill everyone. He's, he's a part of the Yoda. That's just like the Mary, man. Like, you can't do that. Oh, I mean, oof. Do I don't want Sadaharu to die. I mean, I don't think it'll happen, but... God, I don't I don't know. That would, like, really kill me. Do... do, do I guess this is, this is just, I guess it'll be, like, the last question. But to, to, to finish this off, but do, do you think there's, do you think there's going to be a time skip, like an well, actual time skip? Well, well, here actually, we we should probably get to the actual question. Um, gotcha. So do so do we think Hidoro's tribe has anything to do uh, has anything in common with the Tendo shoe? Um, do you want to answer this first? Do you have any opinions? Well, I mean, I mean, to, to be honest, it w- it would not uh, shock me in in the in the slightest in the in the slightest. Okay, it's it's something that that it, it would be really cool, and I'd be like, hell yeah, like like he foreshadowed it. But if 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 it doesn't happen, you know, it is what it is. But now now that you brought it up, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Well, see, he, here's the thing with me is that like I don't think it's too hard to remember all the appearances that the Tendosha have made because they make maybe a total of like five or six. Yeah, I, like I could I could count on one hand how many times they actually come into the story, like physically, and like we don't really know what they look like at all. They're still kind of like they still have like their long Akatsuki like coats on and straw hats on and stuff. Like, like I'm not really sure what Quickie's referring to because like I think the most we probably have seen of like any Tendoshu member aside from Utsuro is that. It looks like most of them have green skin, so yeah. I guess like I could see that. But I mean, like other than that, as far as I can tell, I don't think they really have any other like real like bl- gl- glaring similarities to the Dakini tribe, like at all. Yeah. But I mean, I guess I would it be too surprised if somehow they were related. I'm sure Sirachi could make it work, but I feel like that's not what's that's not what's going to happen and i i feel like that's not going to be a thing but i mean never say never i guess yeah i guess really just like we, we i don't think we've seen enough of the we haven't seen of like what any of the tendoshu look like under their garbs to really make that assumption good point cuz like we really don't know what any of them look like like at all yeah besides besides one of them and that's kind of yeah, like we've never we've never seen them without their cloaks off at all, and that's kind of like I never thought we would, you know, see any of the other Harusami captains. But I mean, that happens. So, like, I want I wonder if like Sirachi's going to actually give the Tendoshu any like real character other than we're the big bad guys that kind of look like the Akatsuki kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I I I don't know. Like, I'd be kind of fine if we didn't 
get anything about the like I I'd be kind of fine if Sirachi never characterized the Tendoshu cuz I'm not like attached to them as characters at all. They're mm-hmm. just they're just kind of the guys that run everything. So I don't really yep. have any attachment to them at all. They they're basically a plot device. Yeah. Pretty much. I guess I would like to learn more about them, but if we did it I I think I'd be fine. I wouldn't be mad at all. Um but what what were you what were you going to ask Recon earlier? Oh no, do you think there's going to be another time skip? Or, or or a time skip, I like like, it, like an actual time. time skip this time. Yeah, like, yeah, like an actual time skip this time that they that they not eat. a not a oh the anime's been gone for two years things <laughs> haven't changed. Um, shit, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I I don't know how I feel about a time skip in Gintama because t- time in Gintama is so weird. Yeah, because you have all the like you have these kind of like vague recollections of. Stuff like, oh, this this thing happened ten years ago. Oh, this thing happened four years ago. Like, I was actually talking to Nada about this, but um, it they kind of skim over this in the anime. But in the manga, I think um, it was either Sasaki or um, or Matsudaira when when they're talking about the Shinsengumi, you know, the Roshigumi at the time before they, I guess, before they became officially the Shinsengumi. They're all talking about particular members of the Roshigumi. And they mentioned how Okita is 14 years old uh, at at the time they formed the Roshigumi. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, I guess we don't really know how old Nobume is. I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that info is actually out there or not. I could be wrong, but like she looks like present Nobume looks like she could be as old as Okita, if not maybe like a year or two older or actually maybe even younger even, um, and so the thing is, like, Okita looks pretty much the same as, like, present Okita, like, a- as we know him currently, but Nobume is, like, so short and everything, and then there's and then there's stuff where, like, you know, she's hanging out with Shoyo in his prison cell before he gets executed, and she looks pretty much the same there, so... I don't know. I feel like that might be some cause for some inconsistency there. Like, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Does does that is that kind of isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like, it's so hard. That's a, that's one thing too. Like, because time is already kind of weird again, Tama. It's kind of hard to like make a comprehensible timeline without there being no inconsistency. And then it's also weird because they make jokes in the show where they're like, oh yeah, we never age except for when we have birthday episodes. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's so, I mean, it'd be kind of weird, but like, I kind of I kind of want Gintama to be the one series without like, a multi-year time skip. Okay. I think that'd be like another part of the series that would make it like the most unique shonen manga to ever be printed. Okay. All right, I can see that. I, I just, I, I would, I, I want to see them like be forever your desire for at least like like three chapters, even if it's just like the final two or three chapters. You know what? Actually, I could see there being like a skip in time during like the last chapter, like you know, maybe like the chapter before last. It's like, oh, I now we're gonna. I wonder what's gonna happen or something. You know, they'll have like a little blurb and jump like, yeah. And so the final chapter, this happens or so. I don't know. Um, and then like the like the very last chapter of the manga, like I'm sure like we'll get some kind of skip in time and have like a where are they now kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like other than that, we 
I, I don't think we're going to get a time skip. Okay. I think I'm going to be on that bandwagon. Gotcha. I, I, I think... I'm, I'm, all right, I, I was ju- 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 just for the sake of, uh, of, of you know, one of us will, will be right on that thing. I, th- I think we're getting a time skip next arc. Okay, okay, that could happen. We'll, 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 we, will, we will see. We, okay. we shall see. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely say no... No kind of time skip until the last chapter of the of, of the series. Okay, then I'll, I'll say that sometime within the next arc, there is going to be a time skip. If if not in the beginning, I say around the, like last last five chapters. Time okay, skip. okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll see which one of us is right on that. Alrighty, all right. Um, I'd I'd make a bet, but I usually lose at bets, and I don't really have <laughs> anything to bet, and I really want to bet. I'm not a gambling man, so. Okay, I think I think that's about it. Um, this was probably our longest feedback segment ever. <laughs> Holy Yay. shit, we, we had a lot of shit to talk about. Um, and we totally recorded it all in one sitting. Uh, so thank you guys so much if, if if you stuck around for the more spoilerific stuff. Um, thank you so much for sending all of this stuff in. We really like super appreciate it. Uh, like we 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 honestly couldn't be any happier that you, you guys sent us the stuff to talk about. So. I think with that out of the way, um, I guess uh, we'll 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 get into we'll get into the whatever's after this. I don't know just yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, past recorded Colton. Uh, the next thing up is the end of the show. Unfortunately, um, that's pretty much where this episode is going to end. Um, again, sorry that uh, this episode was was basically all just our feedback segment but i mean if this if i wasn't uploading this as kind of like as part two of episode 46 um this could have been its its own entire episode like i think this episode somehow or i guess this part is somehow longer than the first part i put up a few days ago it's just it's it's ridiculous um but uh, unfortunately, it's just me here ending the show. Um, uh, I, I decided to kind of let Recon go uh, after we got done recording that segment because uh, it was pretty late. And I thought, ah, I might as well just do it myself. Uh, it'll be a lot faster. But then again, knowing how much I ramble, uh, this probably won't be over for like 20 minutes. Um, but because I... I mean, I do have a lot of things I want to say before we uh, officially end the episode. Um, so... Uh, just in case you guys, uh, didn't already hear from the first part of the episode, um, first things first, I'm not doing chapter reviews anymore for the time being, so, uh, just in case you guys were wondering, oh, where, where's the new chapter review? Cause I know some people actually listen to those, um, I just kinda lost interest, uh, in covering current manga. Not that I'm not reading it anymore or something, cause I still keep up with it, but it's just, I kinda lost interest, I have, I, I need to start doing other stuff, I, I guess I need time for other stuff like other podcasts and work and everything, essentially. Um, maybe I'll come back to them. I don't know. Really depends. But uh, that that's just in case you guys didn't listen to the first part of this episode. Um, next thing is um, <clears throat> I uh, I guess I well actually here this is what this is actually I guess I should talk about this next. Um, so I just want to let you guys know ahead of time that. Uh, editing this episode has really kind of like taken it taken uh, taken it out of me i guess i'm really doing a great job of this um 
editing this episode has been pretty exhausting amongst all the other stuff I do. Um, not, not that it's not worth it, you know, for you guys to listen and be like, oh man, Colton, that was, that was so cool. I really liked that episode. Keep up the good work. Um, so essentially what I'm probably going to do after I release, uh, this next part of the episode is, um, uh, I know, I think at some point I mentioned I wanted to do a thing with Josh and, uh, Doctor from, uh, Justin Gintava podcast where we kind of talk about Josh's, basically his first impressions of Gintama after watching the first 49, maybe 50 episodes. Um, and I did want to kind of make it a part of the anniversary show, but, uh, as you can tell, I already had so much audio to work with that I kind of didn't need to put it in. Um, I think it's fine without it. So what I have decided to do is, um, I'm probably going to take a, take like a small break, small break from editing, uh, the podcast proper. I mean, I'll probably have to edit that thing with Josh and all that, but I mean, but still, I, I just, I, I kind of want to take a break from like, I guess, uh, from planning out life lessons and everything and just kind of do, do this next thing. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I just, I just kind of want to take a break from life lessons proper, I guess. I'm not really sure how to put it, which I guess is kind of weird considering how I'm going to be trying to recording this thing with Josh, but whatever. It's just, it's something I kind of told everybody I do and I still want to do and I know Josh still wants to do it doctor still wants to do it so um hopefully we can uh start doing that soon uh if we can get around to doing that I'm probably going to release it in May as like sort of a uh stand in for uh, like a, like a stand in for I guess a normal episode of life lessons um cuz the next actual episode of life lessons we're going to be covering the go ninja arc uh which is basically our next three chapter manga arc. So, uh, I kind of want to, you know, take a bit of a breather and get kind of prepared for that. Cause, um, what I want to do, notice how I said what I want to do and not what I am going to do. Cause again, I don't like making promises I can't keep. Uh, but what I want to do is I basically want to get, uh, both Josh and Nada for her first like actual episode of the show and uh talk about that arc uh, see if i can maybe uh figure something out with that um that's what i want to do but if that doesn't work out um i have i have backup plans um i even have uh one or two plans up my sleeve for uh for an episode or two sometime this year that i'm not going to say anything about now but if you if you follow me on twitter uh you probably have an idea if not um good it, it's still a surprise I think you'll like what I have planned um, for this next year worth of the podcast. I I have one or two ideas I'm going to implement, um, you know, along with along with all your other favorite cartoon pals, Josh Dunham and uh, King Recon. Uh, hopefully, I mean, assuming King Recon comes back from his YouTube hiatus, I don't know if the I, I don't know if he plans on staying away from the podcast or not. But uh, you know, that that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I just. Just, just look forward to this next year of life lessons. I really do have some, uh, interesting, exciting stuff planned, uh, in terms of like guests and all that. Hopefully one or two new guests. Again, I have ideas, but, uh, anyway, enough, uh, enough teasing. Uh, hopefully you can look forward to the next episode of life lessons. If not, I want to say 
probably no later than June. So, um, so yeah, just letting people know that if I don't have the next episode of Life Lessons out in May, it'll be out in June. So don't be surprised if I don't have an actual episode ready in May. Um, cause yeah, just, I mean, the thing is like, man, I cannot imagine planning a, a planning a, a three, mo a three chapter manga arc episode along with all of this feedback and an interview. Like, oh, man, I know I kind of did it last year, but I mean, man, like, even with just a single chapter of manga to talk about, um, man, I still had, I, I put so much work into this particular episode and, uh, I hope it shows because I really tried to put some, uh, you know, a hard work and love into editing this episode. And again, I hope it shows. Um, but yeah, that's basically what you can kind of look forward to, uh, from life lessons in the next, uh, month or two. Josh's first impressions on, I guess technically the first season of Gintama, uh, first season's worth of episodes, 49 episodes, whatever. And hopefully our Go Ninja Arc uh, episode will be up sometime within the next two months. So there's that. Um, but I guess before we, uh, you know, get on to everything else, um, I do want to take this time to thank a few people individually. Um, uh, first off, thank you, uh, Nada for coming on the show again. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, I, I, I highly encourage everybody to go follow her. Uh, you could follow her on Twitter at, uh, Joy of the Joey. That's J-O-Y-O-F-T-H-E-J-O-U-I. That's Joy of the Joey. She's super knowledgeable about not just Gintama, but, uh, especially about the Japanese history that makes up the show, essentially. So please follow her along with uh, some of her Tumblr stuff. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, I think her first, I think her like personal Tumblr is uh, uh, is a uh, cult of Takasugi .com, and then her uh, uh, the history blog that she's a part of would be uh, Hakuoki dash history dot tumblr dot com uh hakuoki being spelled uh h-a-k-u-o-u-k-i that's ho god that's hakuoki dash history dot tumblr dot com please follow all of her stuff i really want nada to get more of a following she re i really do think she deserves it thank you so much for coming on the show um thank you recon for coming on the show uh recon is a uh somewhat well-known uh youtube personality within the uh gintama fan community uh specifically on youtube i guess um uh you should go uh i know again he's kind of on a hiatus right now but you know he'll be back i'm sure he uh, honestly i don't think he'll be gone for that long but you know he's got to do what he's got to do we all get that sometimes hell i'm kind of doing that for this podcast right now so um, if you want to follow Recon, uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel if you are caught up with, uh, the Gintama manga and want to see his live reactions to that, uh, plus some other, uh, current manga that he reads weekly, such as One Piece Toriko, I think even Haikyuu, um, yeah, you can, uh, find Recon's YouTube channel, uh, that's King underscore Recon, um, that's not his actual YouTube link, but if you search for uh, that username on YouTube, I'm sure you'll find him. Um, and then you can also follow him on Twitter if you want, 
at amo one piece that's a m o o n e p i e c e amo one piece um you know he's he's got a pretty fun uh, uh he's he's pretty fun to talk to on twitter um please go follow him uh recon's a great dude um i have him on here because he is so enthusiastic about gintama and i like talking to fans like that um so there you go um, hopefully we can have him back on the show again sometime this year, uh, when he's, uh, done with whatever he's doing. Um, I guess just some other guests I've had on in the past year. Uh, thank you, Josh Dunham, uh, my now, uh, very good friend of mine and not just of the podcast. Um, you should really follow Josh's stuff. Um, especially if you have a Twitter, uh, follow him at Josh underscore Dunham. Uh, he gives a lot of very neat insight into, uh, into, I guess, the, the, the medium of anime and animation. And, uh, it's really fun to see him live tweet stuff, um, as he kind of like, uh, talks about what makes, uh, a particular anime, uh, good or look good or what have you. Kind of, uh, basically kind of, uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he, he talks about it very, uh, cinematically. And it's just, it's super interesting. Uh, he also runs a podcast called Senpai Coast to Coast. Uh, you can go look for that. Uh, he also is the founder of the Wave Motion Canon blog, uh, recognized by, uh, both, uh, ANN and Crunchyroll staff alike. So there you go. If you, uh, needed, if you needed any more reason to check out his stuff, there you go. Josh Jones, one of the cool kids. You should really go follow him. Like, I'm not just saying this because I'm his friend, but I really do like his stuff. And I really appreciate him coming on the show and giving Gintama a chance. So if you're listening to this, Josh, I love you, buddy. I hope we can record again uh, pretty soon, you know, with our uh, first impressions thing coming up, I guess. Whatever. I'm kind of rambling at this point. Um, uh, thank you, Doctor, for coming on the show once or twice. Um, I need to have him on. Uh, once again, uh, you can find him at uh, the Ask Backwards Anime Podcast, Just a Gintama Podcast. Uh, a bunch of other podcasts he does. Uh, follow him at SSA Podcast on Twitter. Um, Doctor's uh, another good uh, internet friend of mine. I love talking to with him about Gintama and Case Closed, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, and uh, I guess, uh, let's see, uh, last but not least, uh, I know probably none of them are listening, but just in case you ever find this, guys... I really want to thank all of my uh, closest friends who have been kind of with me uh, from the very beginning of the show, who, uh, you know, who have basically kind of helped me when, uh, helped me host the show when, you know, I didn't really have people like Josh or Doctor or Recon to, uh, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, help me host the show. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I've, I've talked before about how, you know, it kind of sucks that uh, we don't really have as much time to record the show together anymore. But, um, you know, they're still my friends. We still hang out. Um, thank you, Jay, uh, especially for helping me, uh, I think, uh, the year before, kind of helping me host the show when John and Jasmine uh, kind of left. Uh, thank you, John, so much for uh, all your help earlier uh, during the show's run. Uh, at the At the time of this recording... He has just recently left for the Navy, finally, um, when we thought we were uh, he was going to leave last year. Um, uh, thank you, buddy. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for serving our country. Uh, John's a really great guy. Um, I know 
we're not really recording it anymore. But uh, if you want to hear him, go listen to the Pony Bits podcast if you like My Little Pony. Um, and then thank you to my very first co-host, Jasmine, um, who we're still both very good friends, um, though she is away at college and we can't really record anymore. Um, uh, I have to thank her especially. She was my first co-host. I, I originally started Life Lessons with her. Um, I was hoping it could go on, you know, like that for a little longer. But I mean, I think I like where the show is now. I, I just, I can't really thank everyone enough. Uh, everyone who has, uh, supported me, helped me. Actually, one more thing. I, com- I almost forgot. Sid, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for, uh, helping me cover Umi Bozu early on in the year in, uh, 2016. Um, I was, that was a lot of fun, buddy, and I really enjoy recording Manga Mavericks with you, so, uh, I'll get, I'll get back to that in a second, but, uh, I, I can't, I almost forgot to thank Sid, I just feel, I would feel bad if I, uh, didn't thank him, and, uh, I think those are pretty much all of the major players in terms of, uh, the production of the show that, uh, and co-hosts that I want to thank, uh, if I, if I forgot anyone, I am so sorry, I, I'm kind of like trying to get through this as fast as possible, almost because I know people are not going to want to listen to 20 minutes of me just talking by myself. But again, I feel like I really have to thank everyone individually, or at least as many people as I can for really helping me make the show what it is today. Um, we started off kind of rough. Um, I didn't know much about audio. I kind of had to like, uh, learn as I went along, uh, in terms of editing the podcast, but I think I've gotten a lot better. Hopefully in the past, uh, since, since like, uh, uh, since the past three years. Um, and I just, I just, I want to keep getting better at podcasting and I hope that, uh, I can keep getting more people into Gintama as well. And, you know, I want to keep doing what I can to, uh, make people not only just aware of, you know, I, I guess not only just make uh, already established fans aware that, oh, hey, Gintama's a manga too, it's not just an anime, and support it, but, you know, I just, I want to make more people aware of Gintama in general, and I, I sincerely think it's one of the best anime and manga I've ever seen. Uh, uh, most people may not believe you when you say this, but, uh, there, Gintama has a lot going for it, and there's a reason why so many people love it, um, and it's just, it's a good series. Please check it out if for some reason you're listening to this and you haven't uh, checked it out. But um, anyway, uh, long story short, thank you so much to everybody who has either contributed to the podcast, either listened, downloaded, sent an email, comment. Uh, you guys, uh, w- without all of you, uh, really none of this would be worth it. And I just, I really can't express my gratitude for everybody uh, involved with this podcast. Uh, you guys mean so much to me and I could never express, uh, how thankful I am for all of you. So, uh, thank you for, you know, helping me, uh, helping this podcast chug along for as long as it has. Um, I mean, I say that, but it's only been like three years. Uh, I want to get to my, uh, five-year goal. Like Lee has been, uh, uh, constantly reminding me of, (laughs) you know, with all the sheet cake and all that stuff. So, um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to play favorites here, but actually thank you, Leah, also for, uh, you know, being our first emailer of the show and, uh, doing, doing, uh, what you can to always send us feedback whenever you can, whenever you have the time. Uh, as a listener, Leah, I, I love you so much. 
uh, thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate your support. And, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, you, you keep listening to the podcast and you keep liking what we produce, uh, even if all of your favorite people are kind of gone at the moment. Um, but anyway, I think that's enough thanking people. Again, I know people are probably getting tired of listening to me. So we're just going to go uh, right in, start uh, letting people know where they can find us. So uh, if you want to uh, find more of this podcast, uh, uh, actually, ooh, actually, almost I almost forgot. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want, at SniperKing323. That's S-N-I-P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Uh, please follow me if you want uh, uh, quick updates on any podcast I do. Uh, you can also listen to uh, the Heavenly Kings podcast where I talk about Toriko. Uh, hopefully, an episode of that will actually be out super soon. We just recorded one, finally. Uh, so, yeah, if you're into Toriko, listen to that. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk about Case Closed and or Detective Conan, please go listen to One Podcast Prevails. I record that with uh, Doctor. Uh, you can also listen to that at uh, onepodcastprevails.wordpress.com. Uh, and last but not least, um, please listen to Manga Mavericks. I host that with Sid. Uh, on that show in particular, we talk about manga not just as a medium, but as an industry as a whole. You can listen to that at all-comic.com. Okay, now we can go on to the rest of the stuff. So if you want to visit our website, uh, you can visit us at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. You can also listen to us on the Stitcher or Stitcher Smart Radio app. You can also listen to us on Player FM. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and YouTube.com slash GintaMangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T, GintaMangaCast. You can also follow us on GintaMangaCast.tumblr.com. Uh, you can also uh, email us anything at uh, gintalifelessons at gmail.com you can also leave us feedback on our occasional uh, feedback threads on the Gintama subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Gintama but the most important thing guys is that you subscribe rate and review us on iTunes uh, any of that is pre- uh, appreciated um, thank you so much for listening to this episode guys um, I hope splitting it into parts didn't like throw you guys off at all I don't know if I'll ever do this again. Uh, splitting it into parts, I mean. Uh, maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, this is just something I thought I'd try out. Uh, again, I know you guys really wanted to listen to this, and I wanted to put out whatever I could fast, so that's why I did it. But uh, anyway, uh, one last time, I promise. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it was worth the wait. Uh, and I hope the next episode is... Uh, uh, worth the wait too um, but uh, again uh, I will see I will post whatever I can in May but I promise you will definitely get something in June uh, sans anything coming up and stopping me from doing it because life isn't life isn't all that easy but uh, anyway this has been Life Lessons the Gintama Magacast episode 46 this has been our third anniversary hopefully we can make it to four years um, that sounds ominous. I hope we can. I hope we can. Um, anyway, bye guys. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. See ya. Peace out.
Uh, but anyway, on to the next question. See there, I, I just I made it sound so. That, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully, I won't put this in at the end, so nobody will realize that we had to record the rest of the feedback a week later. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm probably gonna end up doing that, knowing my smart ass self. Um. There, there's your secret, guys. There's a secret. We got so much fucking feedback, we had to do this a week later. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway. 